Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of The Sea Report, coming to you live on this happy sandwich day that is Wednesday, April, or sorry, April, Jesus, I'm what, five months behind now, August 11th, 2021. I hope everyone's having a great evening, a great day, a great afternoon, wherever you are around this uh, great state of Texas, great country of America, or the world at large. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, yes, we are coming to you guys live again tonight, as we do per the huge, uh, just to deliver you guys a couple of tidbits of information through the report that we deliver. Um, I think we have a pretty good show for you guys today. Uh, we will be talking a little bit about what's going on over at the Cyber Symposium now. For a fact, we will not be covering the Cyber Symposium per se today. Uh, that is to say, uh, we're not actually going to be airing it. Uh, we did do a segment yesterday. Now, there was a lot of talk and hullabaloo and a little bit of hubbub about what was going on with the Cyber uh, Symposium yesterday, especially in regards to that 7 p.m. drop. But we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, looks like, uh, who do we got in the chat? Pilled by the Rabbit. Today's report's going to have a lot to do with Secretaries of Snakes, right? How'd you know? <laughs> Actually, we will be talking about at least two Secretaries of Snakes right today, uh, Mr. Pilled by the Rabbit. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully that will fit the bill for you. At least is what I could have told. I mean, I already know top of mind is going to be Jenna Griswold. Griswold, right? Jenna Griswold, the governess, the snake over there in the state of Colorado. We'll talk about another one a little bit later on in the show as we're uh, starting to go into a little bit about the Cyber Symposium. Good evening, Sergeant Sparky. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you along with us now. Um, now, uh, you know, and some of this actually, let me see, I believe some of this might actually tie in with some of our chat recap. Uh, a lot of opinions um, and thoughts. Uh, opinions sound so derogatory, right? A lot of thoughts about uh, what was going on yesterday with the Cyber Symposium. Well, you know, I'm glad to say that we keep a pretty cheerful crowd here at the Sea Report, at least. I'm an eternal optimist, so I don't look at things crossly or, uh, you know, I try not to put a pessimistic spin at it. Otherwise, that might re that might reveal the dark depth of my soul. <laughs> it's like I'm in the dark night of my soul if everything that happens is negative. Yeah, I don't really feel that way about life. So, and you know, the funny thing about it is if uh, any of you all were tuned into the Cyber Symposium happening today, uh, as well as yesterday and again tomorrow, um, you'll notice that, uh, or maybe maybe some of y'all might have picked up on that theme coming from Mike Lindell, uh, the organizer of the Cyber Symposium happening happening over in Sioux Falls, North Dakota, South Dakota. Is uh, he uh, one thing? One thing that I heard him say probably like twenty times an hour is, "We're blessed. We are blessed." We're blessed that President Trump is no longer in office. We're blessed that the things went down the way that we, they did, because then we would not know how these people uh, took, stole, frauded America of this election and how they've been doing it the whole time. Ladies and gentlemen, what have I been telling you here at the Sea Report? As an eternal optimist, I have to say that is the number one thing right there, guys, is that if things did not go down the way that they did, 
you know, so lift up that chin, scrape the mud off your shoes, okay, and stop pouting and stop crying and stop complaining and stop throwing little fits. Everything has happened the way that it needed to happen. Stop being so angry. Stop being so negative. I mean, come on, guys. Like, we are much farther along than we have been in decades. And I don't know. Maybe that's just a perspective I have. There are a lot of uh, viewers out there to the Sea Report who have been in the game for a long, long time. Um, but uh, to, I'd say to people who are new to this game, you know, whether it be within the last year to five years, I would say anyone who woke up around President Trump and took up arms, but never did anything about it before, were not aware of it before, did not pay attention before, uh, who were apathetic before, or even blackpilled, like uh, they may not, they may not have the propensity or the perseverance to keep at this in a positive. Uh, a positive notion. They just, they just want to see change. They're just impatient. They're just tired of it. They just, they just, they're, we're sick of it. Let's go pick up our guns and do something. Well, you know what? That's, that's not the way that we think in this day and age anymore. And especially considering the long game that the enemies have been playing. I mean, come on guys, we cannot just go storm the castle and expect a change, especially when half the world, uh, let alone half of the country is brainwashed. Okay. There's no smart way to defeat a brainwashing machine like the mainstream media and all of its owners, whether those be the globalists or the politicians at large, than, uh, than to do this the long way, which is show your work, uh, keep your chin up, put your head down. And how do you do that? Keep your, keep your chin up and put your head down and press forward, toe the line, hold it down. You know, hold down that fort. So anyways, I, I truly did remember. Um, I truly did remember. I truly do. Uh, um, I truly do uh, uh, admire uh, Mike Lindell for keeping at this in a positive way. And I know some of you guys out there were paying attention to the cyber symposium today. I know that there are more bucks and currents that have been faced by those who are involved. I mean, we saw yesterday what happened at the seven o'clock hour. And that was a big bunch of, uh, that was a big source of derision and negativity and, and discouragement for so many people, which I don't understand why, uh, they want, uh, they want, uh, they want us to, you know, they want, they wanted Mike Lindell to go up there with guns loaded and ready to spill all that hot tea across the laps of them globalists. And I get it. You know, I get it. I mean, I'm in this fight with you guys also, but, but there's a thing of expectation versus reality, right? We cannot throw all of our dreamed expectations or project our expectations onto reality because the fact of the matter is there's so much more going on behind the scenes than any of us are privileged to know. That how could we possibly expecting? I mean, if we didn't learn anything from the time of Prince, uh, President Trump being in office, if we did not learn anything about, you know, inauguration fake day, if we did not learn anything about, you know, election day, is that we cannot get so married to our expectations that we end up discouraging ourselves and just end up in this negative ball of energy that really serves no purpose, let alone yourself or anyone else. Okay. So I, I will constantly say it, keep that chin up, keep, stay positive because in the end, it's going to be that positive light energy 
that we have, which is faith, guys. Faith and love is that, and that might sound simple, but faith and love is that positive light energy that will keep us moving forward. Uh, you know, the Democrats said hope, you know, during uh, President, uh, President, I don't know, derelict Obama, a treasonous president. How would you say that? He wasn't a select. Well, I guess he was a select, right? I mean, uh, chances are he may not have been selected only because everyone wanted to jump on the bandwagon of voting for the first black, first black president in American history. But, you know, hope was the number one uh, um, talking point that they put out during his campaign. Hope for change. Hope, 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 hope for change. We already had almost two decades of, you know, um, marred and and violent presidents and presidents that didn't know what they were doing and presidents who disgraced and dishonored their office. So hope was that word that they used. Hope was a sentiment. Hope was the energy that they used to push during Barack Obama's uh, um, um, election season uh, campaign, whatever. Well, faith, guys, is going to go a long ways. I think faith is a lot stronger than hope. Uh, but I think uh, actions along with that faith, as well as, you know, positive energy, you need to have positive energy. You cannot have faith and be down in the dumps and mired down with negative soup. You have to stay positive. You have to keep the faith. You have to believe. And that sounds hokey in itself. And to be quite honest with you guys, I think that to say you have to believe would sound hokey to all of the pessimists out there, right? And all of the cynics out there. I used to be cynical, ladies and gentlemen. I used to be one of the most cynical people that you could imagine. And cynicism is wrapped up in the heart of sarcasm. And I was all about that, okay? And I left that way of life almost 10 years ago. And I'm very grateful for it because I've been able to live my life with full accountability and full responsibility for my actions since doing so. Because when you're cynical and you're sarcastic, you've basically given up your power to other people because they allow you or you allow them to make you feel that way or not even people to other circumstances. Well, this country's just going to pot. Just look at how the, the government is running it. Oh, well, you know, uh, the, everything is just, it's the end of the world because uh, there's no hope because the government's going to do what they want. Well, guess what? If the government's going to do what they want, it's because you have relinquished your power to them. Okay, so turn over that leaf, flip over that rock, get a little sunshine, because trust me, guys, there's nothing more powerful out there than positive thought. It can move mountains, you know, and we have already come so far. You, I mean, guys, I don't know what kind of perspective or worldview I am taking on that I can see that we have pressed so far into this. Like, I don't, I mean... Talk about winning. I mean, all the winning we experienced during President Trump's time in office was most definitely optically. I mean, literally, we were winning, but optically, you could see it, you know. But again, to Mike Lindell's point, and I'm not just preaching on the Mike Lindell pulpit. What I am saying is, like the man said, if this did not happen right now, and this was this is the pivotal point, ladies and gentlemen, this is that point of pivot. It could have gone either way. Mr. C's uh, eternal, eternally optimistic sunshine days could have gone away. They could have gone away back in 2016. 
They could have gone away back in 2020, but when everyone else wanted to put down the mantle of America and start talking about aliens and the Sasquatch, I said no. There's a reason why this happened. We have to move forward because this is all part of some sort of plan. And maybe it's not the plan of the Trump administration. Maybe it's not the plan of the people. Uh, Maybe it's not the plan that we dreamed about in our beds at night when we were secure in our Trump blankets. But it is definitely part of a plan. Okay, and I think you guys know whose plan I'm talking about. And we, the people, have to take up that mantle, have faith, move forward with action and good works, and spread the word. So anyways, like Lindell said, like Lindell said, um, if none of this had happened, if none of this had happened, we would never have known that these machines are doing what they're doing. If none of this had happened, thousands of awake Americans thousands of wake patriots would never, would never have thought to stand up against the courts, to stand up against their legislative officials, to stand up against their law enforcement, to stand up against anything that has stood in our way. When you're talking about all of these states going into an audit And they're only doing it because the people are supporting their elected officials. The elected officials could not do jack if the people were not moving and working and pushing behind them, having their backs. It's the only reason why uh, Senate President Karen Fan in Arizona could stand up. It's the only reason why Senator Wendy Rogers can stand up. Oh, they would have stood up and said something, I'm sure, but they would not have been able to move forward. They would not have been able to fight as hard as they did. That's the only reason why President Trump was able to do the things that he did is because the American people stood up and did something. And that's why we have to continue. Push aside that negative purse of of, of negativity. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not being so eloquent. But um, we have to. We have to move forward, guys. We cannot give in to discouragement. Um, and And again, none of this, none of this would have been seen. No one would have stood up and who knows, who knows what would have happened. Maybe their 16 year plan would have been pushed back another four years. Maybe it would have pushed back another eight years. But at this point, that's not where we are. We're very much at a cusp. We're very much at a breaking point and we just have to keep the faith. So anyways, guys, that's my opening for today. No, just kidding. I hope all of y'all are doing great out there on this sandwich day afternoon. (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday here at the Sea Report. Um, Okay, so yes, just spilling some spilling some stuff over some getting off my soapbox now about about, uh, you know, faith patriotism and the way things are going. I mean, it does seem like, you know, things could be going could go. I mean, anything could go either way right now, to be quite honest with you. It could go, but I have the faith that we'll keep pushing forward and we need to stay renewed and we need to stay energized. So now we got Pill by the Rabbit, Sergeant Sparky, iRobot, thank you so much for the gifted cookie. Appreciate that donation. Texas Gal, good evening. From far away, from far away says, remember when everyone was saying, buckle up? Well, yep, we are hitting a few bumps. Yeah. I would say so. I would say so, especially if you're watching the Lindell Symposium today and yesterday. Oh, did they hit some bumps, right? I mean, and the the, the interesting thing, I would say the cool thing, but that sounds a little bit uh, 
not not optimistic that sounds like a little bit i don't know i don't know how that sounds to be like oh this is cool um it, is that it was happening in live time you know and like uh you're seeing the way that the deep state the uh globalists and all their minions work to try and suppress exactly what is going on so you know that to that end guys yeah i mean very interesting very interesting uh, let's see here. Um, and, and hello from far away. Uh, let's see. What is uh, good to see you? This is so much clear. Uh, yes, clear today um, from far away. Hello. Um, Pillbear says, I hope Mr. C wasn't playing any of those drinking games over there on TikTok. Did TikTok have some drinking games? Was that is he a daytime drinker? <laughs> I usually will have I might have a drink after dark. <laughs> uh anyone who tunes into mr c after dark can testify to that by the way uh and thank you guys for your grace uh through my stumbling way of words sherry pittsburgh how are you doing today derailing good evening good evening one two three skg good to see you and thank you for the phone i see a, a one two three skg calling right appreciate your gift there sir Texas Gale says, re, uh, reply alien stories. Thank you for staying on the path at Mr. C. I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, like, I mean, obviously, okay, let's do, you guys have heard me talk about aliens maybe like two or three times on the show, but I'm usually railing against it. But just real quick, you know, like, um, we, we know the universe that we live in, right? Uh, I think, I think everyone present is is pretty uh, intellectual as far as uh, everything that's going on out there. I mean, if we know what's going on, if we know what's going on in our backyards and in our country and a little bit of the world, I'm pretty sure that we can acknowledge what's going on in the universe, right? Um, and so I don't I don't hold that against anyone who has that. You know, if if say for example, like um, coast to coast AM, right? I used to listen to Coast to Coast all the time. Loved listening to that radio program. And uh, then when George Norrie got on and he started bringing politics into the show, I was like, this is a really good show because it's covering all bases. But at the same time, that show was always geared to be uh, one of those kind of, what's the word? Um, not fringe, but, you know, it was just something not in the ordinary for your everyday newscasting and informational type of program. Um, it was exploring the boundaries of humanity and our understanding, our limits, you know, which I, I appreciate. And because that's the way the show is done, I'm totally cool with that. I wouldn't be like George Norrie's a piece of crap and Coast to Coast AM is hoo-ha because they talk about aliens and not because the fact of the matter is there's a whole lot of evidence out there uh, by way of either a personal experience or even documents that are being disclosed or undisclosed, I should say, uh, that would show otherwise. But that is not my, I need to, I need to make sure America gets saved first here before I start going on about aliens, unless the aliens have a direct involvement in saving this country and our planet from the money changing uh, uh, debt slaver, globalist, elitist people, then I just, it doesn't matter to me as much. I mean, because if they come out and drop out of the sky, it's going to change everything anyways. So until then, let's press forward on what we need to do. Let's fry the big fish that we need to fry. And that'll be that, you know? So, I mean, to shows that already have, to shows that that's already their topic, to shows that that's already what they get into, I say, keep doing what you're doing because you're doing a great job. 
Now, I've been involved with some shows that were all politics until Donald Trump lost, optically speaking. And once Donald Trump lost, they're like, let's stop talking about politics. Uh, what are we at? There's going to be nothing to talk about. And I was like, what do you mean there's going to be nothing to talk about? The fight is just beginning. The fight is just starting. You know, like, how can you how can you totally just uh, what were you here for four years just to be on the Donald Trump train? And then after Trump loses, you want to stop talking about your uh, country and your government and your America and your your people, the people you told me you cared so much about. And now you just whatever you poop on it because Donald Trump's not winning anymore. Like, oh, my goodness. And so then I then I created the C report. But anyways, enough about that, guys. So, yeah, you know, uh, we're going to stay on track here. Like I said, uh, Texas gal, if uh, the aliens come down and they fire a death laser at Biden, we will most definitely cover that here on the Sea Report. If they come down and they kill Congress, <laughs> you can bet we will have that on our show. But until then, I can't I cannot spend time on on, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, top secret documents being disclosed on members of three-letter agencies uh, being whistleblowers or, you know, uh, sightings of like, I don't know, uh, uh, phallic-shaped uh, uh, ships that glow in the dark at night. I can't do it. Like, I just can't. That's not the point of the Sea Report. No disrespect to anyone else, but that's just not the point of the Sea Report. Anyways, we're here to, to, we're here to inform and help save America. That's what we're here for. And um, I don't know, because, you know, there are peers out there, there are peers out there in the same in the same kind of spectrum that don't think that what, you know, this, pardon me, I dropped my mouse. Uh, there are some there are some peers out there in this field, in this spectrum of of, you know, getting on a live stream or sharing headlines that think that the work that we do here is like uh, misleading uh, or it's, it's like, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, you know, or it has some sort of, uh, agenda. I don't get it. Uh, it's like all of a sudden there's only one person out there that can talk about these things because that person happens to be a whistleblower, a person whom I respect more than that person probably knows. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I mean, what can I say? Like, you can only talk smack about something and someone so much that you don't have a full perspective on regardless of what you say. And uh, some listeners out there will know who I'm talking about, but I respect and love that person more than anyone else, but um, they don't have monopoly rights on this kind of discourse simply because they were a whistleblower. Anyways, okay, so let me go ahead and get back into chat before I move forward. You don't know how much I respect that individual, and it hurts my heart right now to say that, what I just said. But anyways, um, okay, uh, let me see here. Uh, 123SKG says, Rhino showing who they are and opportunity to vote them out. Exactly! That is the spirit. Uh, and you know, what's so, you know what is so providential about that 123SKG is that right now we have an awakened American citizenship, an electorate that will vote them out. Like, if you couple all of the voter laws coming to effect, in other words, securing 2020 and after, and you couple the rhinos exposing themselves, this climate right here is perfect to make sure that they get voted out because so many people are awake right now. So many people are aware of what is going on that this is the perfect moment in time. 
where we're, we're getting election security and we're getting the unmasking, self-unmasking of these individuals that they're going to get they're going to get kicked out. And then we have so many we have so many people in our country who are awake now that we're going to get really good people running for office. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Ten years ago, 15 years ago and beyond that. There was nowhere near as many people awake and willing to get involved in politics in order to do the right thing, uh, in order uh, the people who won't be so easily bought out and sold out to whatever whatever their heart's desire is. You know, that selling of the soul, giving yourself away to do whatever it is uh, and not caring about your common man not caring about your neighbors or your peers or your family. You know, I feel honestly, you know, I feel honestly that humanity is so good that they will do something. I've said this for a very long time, ladies and gentlemen, and that is when people have the right information, they will act accordingly. Uh, they will do the right thing. They will move. People will do that when they have the right and accurate information. You know, we will do something about it. We just need to be informed. And, you know, that kind of reminds me about like my own hometown, because uh, the, uh, my hometown, the people are so neglected for news and current events and what's going on specifically, especially in regards to what's happening in my own backyard, that they just go with what they're told to do. They go with whatever the popular opinion has been for decades. They don't dig because they're not given any sus a substance, substance, sustenance and substance. Uh, as far as uh, what is involved in their lives and and their futures, you know. So, anyways, uh, we're we're at the perfect moment right now with the rhinos showing themselves that they will get voted out. Like it can happen now, and that's what I'm talking about there. Um, all right, good, great comment there. Uh, one, two, three, SKG. Let's see what else we got. Um, uh, welcome, Tam Growl. <laughs> You got here approximately 10 minutes ago. I hope you're enjoying the water's fine, isn't it? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, hey, Babs the Ice Queen, how are you doing? Uh, uh, good evening, good evening. Sherry Pittsburgh, good evening. Uh, doing good. It's my Friday four-day weekend. Oh, Sherry Pittsburgh's got a four-day weekend starting tonight. Good for you, Sherry. Enjoy your time off. We know you work hard up there. I think you said in the hospital, right? No, no, no. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Joy for Trump. My bad. I'm thinking of Joy for Trump. Joy for Trump works in the in the doctor's offices. Uh, but whatever it is that you might be up to, Sherry, I hope you enjoy your next few days off. Um, and uh, and I'm sure you deserve it. Absolutely. Derailing. Don't play the salty drinking game. You will get alcohol. Uh, okay. So I'm guessing TikTok was playing some salty drinking games. Is <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Or do you mean that Salty Cracker has a drinking game? <laughs> I don't know. Where was that comment about? Uh, what was TikTok's game? I'm super curious now. You know, um, um, I, I've, uh, I've, um, I've checked out TikTok's show before. I don't know if any of you guys were there, but TikTok actually had me on as a guest on his show. Uh, man, like back in April, uh, that was fun. That was fun. Um, it would be very interesting to uh, to have a drinking show with TikTok. Uh, maybe I should get a hold of TikTok. It's been a minute since I've spoken to Tik um, because I I mean I'm I'm usually quite preoccupied in the morning, so I I don't get to catch sh the shows all the time anymore. Honestly, guys, to be honest, and I hope that the content creators can accept my humble apologies or not. I don't know. Um, I, I don't hold it against them if they don't come see the show. It's 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 not a big deal. 
Uh, support's always fun, but it's not a huge deal because um, we're all busy. We all have our own lives to live. If we're not doing our own show, you know, we got a lot of things going on in our personal life. So I don't blame it against them. But maybe because I know TikTok's been doing some late nights um, and oh, he was doing a show one night. And I was like, I kind of want to go on TikTok show. I wonder if he'd have me on. And I was like, well, maybe he'll drop a, a link in the chat. And and he didn't drop the link in the chat. What he did is he went on Discord and he found people to come onto his show. And I was like, dang it. If only you dropped the link in the chat, I would have come on that night. Uh, but anyways, uh, hmm. all right. Anyways, everyone in the chat, explain this TikTok drinking game. Okay. And then, and then also please do tell me about the salty uh, drinks. <laughs> I like salty dogs. Do you guys know what a salty dog is? Mm -hmm. I haven't had one in a while, but salty dogs are quite delicious. Um, let's see here. Uh, what do we got here? What do we got here? What do we got here? <laughs> don't play the salty drinking game that's funny coast to coast was great when art bell hosted it yes that's classic coast to coast babs the ice queen classic coast to coast i mean i i liked george nori because he brought the political element to it to be honest with you i like both of them they're both great hosts uh but when george nori got on i, I liked that he because i was you know i was already red pilled you know by like oh five so like um i was i really enjoyed that he brought that element into it i thought that was uh I thought that it, I thought it made the show not only more relevant, but it also made it accessible to other people to get into Bigfoot and aliens. <laughs> uh, Texas gal, nothing negative meant on aliens at Mr. C. I do watch them, but grateful for you taking care of us. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Texas gal. Same here too. Nothing negative either. I don't, I don't, I, I don't dog on people. That's not my style. I don't like to bring people down. Um, I don't like to call people out unless they're calling me out and they think, uh-uh, don't you do that. Don't you question my character. Don't you dare question my character. But um, what do you call it? Yeah, I don't dog on, on others that do talk about aliens. Not at all. Not at all. That would be so close-minded. Uh, and I'm glad you feel the same. Hearts, Texas gal. We's on the same page, my friend. Uh, the Speak and Easy says, good evening, my Monday and about to start the shift. I'll be back in the chats in a bit. All right, Speak, you have a great day at work, and I hope that no one hassles you, my friend. Our prayers and blessings go out to you. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Yes, Art Bell is a legend indeed. <laughs> great reference to Mars Attacks. I am your friend. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you. I know that's not the exact phrase, but I always got to kick out of that because that's the way the communists are, right? Oh my God. Yes, we have to keep our eyes on the prize. Can you imagine now? Now those senators have an arrest on their records. Absolutely. I'm not exactly sure which senators you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but yes, indeed. We'll talk about, oh, oh, unless you're talking about the Texas, rep the Texas representative, the senators and representatives. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about that and a little. We'll actually we'll talk about that at the end of the show. I know it's not on my little uh, my little line here that tells you what we're talking about, uh, but we will definitely um, uh, talk a little bit about that. Um, salty cracker drink on F-bombs. Oh, no. <laughs> Derailing. I will take your advice there. OK. Oh, my goodness. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. No, 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 no. Only one time that I'm a... Uh, only one time that I'm conscious of uh, was I ever close to alcohol poisoning. <laughs> the other times I was unconscious. Anyways, okay. <laughs> 
uh, Pilled by the Rabbit says, during the symposium, each time they said, Doug, you were supposed to take a drink. Next slide, Doug. Oh, no. That Doug's name was called out quite a bit. Um, I, I kind of wonder exactly how wild that drinking game got. Oh, man. Now I want to do, now I want to have a show on with uh, TikTok. And we should do something like that. Uh, but I don't know what the I don't know what the clincher could be. I could just hear my family being like, "Oh no, don't do it, Michael." <laughs> You're already loud enough as it is. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> um, a flash drive kid says, "I'm just letting y'all know. Seeing a real UFO's a frightening thing. It's not cool. It's just something I really wouldn't wish upon anyone." Um, and, uh, flash drive kid, thank you for sharing that. And welcome to the C chats. Um, I've never seen, um, an unidentified flying object or an aerial unidentified object or an AUV or nothing. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Uh, I, I mean, maybe when I was like 11, I saw something with flashing lights in the distance, but it could have been a helicopter of some sort with just different lights, you know? Um, I, uh, but yeah, I mean, and you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I know I've heard about some people's experiences of being frightening. Um, I, I really couldn't, I really could not comment to that, but, uh, but hopefully there's some relief within the experience that you've had. And then hopefully someday we'll have some clarity for individuals that have experienced something like you have as well. Um, and you know, that's what I'm saying. Like it, 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 I mean, let them come down, you know? Now, I mean, again, uh, saying let them come down is not to say it wouldn't be a frightening experience, but but what I am saying is that, you know, um, I think I think humans are at a point that we could handle that, if not at least welcome it. Um, but uh, that's that's interesting indeed, indeed. Flash Drive Kid, uh, join us at Mr. C in the Dark sometime. Maybe uh, we can chat about it if you'd like. Now, uh, for a fact, ladies and gentlemen, if you are to if you are tuning into Mr. C in the Dark, don't forget uh, we have it on Friday at midnight and Saturday at midnight. Friday we will have on guest Book Nook, who you might know as a Gen K Canadian bird from here on uh, the uh, uh, Foxhole app. And uh, I'm working on uh, getting Belushi on on Saturday. Now, I haven't contacted him because I'm just terrible about setting things up. But um, if, if Belushi would like to hop in, I need to actually, I need to contact him. Uh, at the end of the show, remind me to email Belushi, okay? <laughs> that way I can just do it as soon as we hop off. Um, okay, let's see. Where else are we at here? Sean Joe, thank you for gifting the cookie. I appreciate you, my friend. And I appreciate you always being in our audience. Uh, Freed Indeed says, United States District Judge Carl Nichols rules Dominion may go forward with defamation lawsuits against Lindell, Sidney Powell, Giuliani. Free Indeed, let them do it. Let them move forward with defamation lawsuits. I mean, from what I understand, they're still in litigation. I thought that some of, I thought some of them had been dismissed somewhere. Um, but let them do it. Let them do it. I say, let them wait. No, I'm talking to my son. No, I say, let them do it. Let them do it because that will bring all of the evidence out during discovery. I mean, they can't fight it. As far as I was concerned, these scare tactic lawsuits from Dominion was just that. 
It was just to scare them away or to provide a way out for the shills like Fox News and Newsmask who weren't going to didn't want to go all the way through it anyways. It was it was it was a double way out for people um, um, either to scare them away or to help them get out of um, dedicating or to um, to really uh, uh, pushing the idea of this entire election fraud that happened in 2020. So free indeed, I say bring it on. I bring it on because you know free indeed, Lindell Powell and Giuliani are not going to back down. And that kind of brings me back to another point about this entire cyber symposium. Like people are like, where's the sauce? Where's the sauce? Where's the sauce? Well, you know what? I know we like it saucy, ladies and gentlemen. I know we like it saucy, but what you guys, what, what's, I shouldn't say you guys, because you sound so derogatory. Keep in mind, whenever I say you, it's the generic you, it's a broad you, it's not a specific you. But what we have to keep in mind is that the bigger picture of this cyber symposium, guess what's happening? You guys know it's, we got, we know what's happening across this country. We got forensic audits going forward in like one, two, three, four states, right? We got uh, we got Arizona, we got Wisconsin, we got Pennsylvania, and uh, they had fraud it forensic audit in New Hampshire, and Georgia's just gonna go belly up, like Georgia's just gonna go belly up, right? That's all that we have though, five states, okay, that are doing forensics, all right. We know that there was fraud and theft in all 50 of these United States of America, every single state. But if Mike Lindell did not have this cyber symposium that has no sauce, right? Would they be pushing for an audit in all 50 states? No. But that's what the purpose of this cyber symposium is. The secret is in the sauce. It's not the sauce on the plate itself. It's that through this symposium, Every single state, we got 40, we have 48 states as of today um, as delegates down at that cyber symposium. Because of this cyber symposium, all the states are going to request an audit. If Lindell did not have this cyber symposium, it would have been sequestered to the five states that are auditing and the few states like Texas and Nevada and, and, and you know, maybe one other state that are going to call for forensic audits of their machines only. OK, that's what we're talking about. That's the big picture. Take a step back. Get out of your expectations and your feels. OK, get out of your I want to win again because I hate being a loser. But if you feel like you're a loser, then that says something about your own personal thing in my opinion no offense but come on self-examine look in the mirror like if you feel like a loser because lindell's not bringing you the sauce and you feel like you're being taken advantage of take a step back my friend okay because what we're seeing here is the foundation being laid out for every single state to do an audit forensically speaking at least cyber cybernetically speaking okay to me that's what i see as this purpose of this entire symposium he's saying look Look, uh, look, every state in the union, every state in the union, look now. Fraud happened in your state and your state and your state and your state. And you, Trump won in your state and Trump won in your state and Biden won in your state, but still there was fraud. Yes, Biden might have taken what? I think he, I think it was like Maryland or Maine. Biden took Maine. Okay, but through the information that they have, what they did show is that Biden took Maine by a smaller percentage than what he actually did. Trump took Texas. 
But through all of this information and this data release, he's showing that Trump actually took Texas by a much larger number than what was said. So by laying, having this 72-hour symposium that some people think is devoid of sauce because they're waiting for Moabs, you know, like the the I, and then these are people to me who are just like, oh my goodness, who are just like they they just followed people on the internet who had really good tweets, you know, and really good posts, like. Come on, like you have your heroes who lay out all this information with you and that's fine if they're credible, you know, but at the same time, you have to do your own digging and really your own soul searching and really your own gut, like, I don't know what I was gonna say gut wrenching, but I don't mean like gut wrenching, like your gut is wrenched. I mean, like fixing your gut, like take the wrench to your gut and like adjust okay like make it a little tighter you know uh make it a little bit more airtight fix your gut wrench your gut like you really need to wrench your gut you need to get your gut in tune with your heart and your soul and your whatever your higher power because that is what's going to teach that's what's going to take you to the top that's what's going to take you to the mountaintop that's what's going to help you discernment gut feeling spidey senses heart you know and mind at some point in time but Taking a big step back, I can see this cyber symposium setting it up so that every state in this union will do a cyber forensic audit, at least a cyber forensic audit. And to me, that is a very tactical maneuver. And that's why you're seeing a whole bunch of um, opposition coming towards it, uh, as we will get into in just a little bit, my friends. But yes, let's see, where else are we at? Uh, this has to be the red line. <laughs> Dominion has nearly 200 such lawsuits across the country, says Free Indeed. Well, let Dominion do what Dominion does, because everyone knows the score on it. Hey, Liz Garcia, how you doing, sweetie? Thank you for the can. Uh, First Amendment is the process of being destroyed in court as we speak. Yes, Free Indeed, the First Amendment has been in the process of being in court uh, and being destroyed. I mean, look at look at uh, everything that they are doing with uh, what do you call it? With with uh, uh, verbs and pronouns and agendas and 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 CRT and everything like. Yes, we're very well aware of that. Free Indeed, uh, are we free indeed? Free Indeed. Um, discovery process should be, yes, it's a good thing. Uh, the judge was appointed by Trump in 2019, um, or to buy time while they flood our borders. Um, what is to buy time <laughs> built by the rabbit? Uh, the judge, let me see where we at here. Um, that's a positive. Uh, if you do not see the sauce, you just are not looking at the big, thank you derailing. Yes. That's what I'm talking about right there. Uh, laying, yes, laying the foundation for action. That's what it's, that's what's happening. The amount of legal ramification Mike's putting out there is hardcore. Yes, flash drive kid, a hundred percent. Like, because these people are going to fight it so hard. And, and the, truth be told, I think they still don't have the information that he has. Like, uh, you know, people are you, kind of like one of the things that I was expecting Lindell to expose during the cyber uh, symposium is, how all of our data went over to Germany and Spain and they have the tracing of that. Like everything is connected on this planet through wires and cords. Right. And they have the trace information about how all our data from election night went over to Skydal in Spain and also was held in servers in Germany. And that's really what I was expecting him to say. But again, we're not at Thursday yet. They may not say that at all. 
I don't know. But that's some information that I was I'm expecting to hear. And if they don't say that information, I'm not going to be discouraged uh, because, again, the information that they are bringing out is basically strengthening and is also fortifying the will of, uh, you know, the state legislators representative and also the people who are watching it. So we can move forward with what we need to do. Okay. And that is ensuring that this is not going to happen again. Uh, one of the speakers said today, uh, you know, like people are always going to try and pull one on us. People are always going to try and fool us. People are always going to try and steal elections, but they're not going to do it this way again. That's what she said. They're not going to do it this way again. They're going to have to find another way to do it because guess what? Now we're savvy to them, but we would not have been savvy to them if things did not happen the way that they are happening. They have to happen this way for a reason, because guess what? Americans and humans cannot be told. They have to be shown. Okay. And that's why we're in this predicament now, because I know every one of us are out there telling people this is happening and that's happening. Everyone's like, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. That's good. That's right. But once they are shown, they will believe. Okay. Once they are shown, they will believe. Okay. All right. Uh, we're almost, uh, well, we're almost to the point. <laughs> uh, the, let me see here. Oh, you guys are giving us some good conversation this afternoon. Uh, let's see here. Uh, my point is if he knows everything, he's up. He's just trying to show you. Yeah. My point is he knows something's up. He's just trying to show you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the DS will have Trump rallies and Bard fests to deal with as well. They will not be able to keep the truth from getting out. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's why I said one, two, three, whenever uh, it comes to the point where we actually do need to go out in the streets and rally, the numbers will be there. The numbers will be there. It's not the time yet. It is not yet the time. Um, I heard a lot of booms today. See, Tam Growl heard some booms, you know, <laughs> that's some great stuff. I don't know if you're familiar with Axe Truth, but if you, if, but I think you guys would have an excellent uh, uh, I am familiar with Axe Truth. Um, uh, we've spoken a little bit offline. Um, he has a great show. Uh, let's see. Should we go back and forth and guess between each other? Uh, I don't know, guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of you guys are familiar. Axe Truth, I like his show. I really do like his show. Um, I'm just, I'm terrible at about getting into other people's chat rooms sometimes because I, I, have, I have things I have to do. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we get Axe Truth on sometime? <laughs> I thought about asking him, but I just, I don't know. I feel I'm super shy, believe it or not. Okay. Um, the math lady at the symposium was kicked off Twitter. 125 followers when she was showing them how to do the math on the elections. Dang, I saw that Texas gal and that thought about, that made me think about me. Okay. <laughs> Cause I mean, I'm not even a math girl that can show people how to do election configurations, but I had like, I had, I had nowhere near as many followers as some of uh, the content creators out there have nowhere near. We're talking like a percentage, like a one tenth of a, whatever everyone had. And they were booting me off. And I'm like, ah, I don't even, I don't, no one even pays attention to me. I was like, I only have like a hundred people. Why are you kicking me off? I'm not a threat to you guys, obviously. But anyways, yeah, it's, it just goes to show guys when you're on the target, when you are on the target. Oh, okay. So yes, thank you, Mr. C. Uh, Texas, <laughs> Texas gal, Mr. C. Email Belushi. Oh yeah, I will get Belushi on before I have Axe Truth on. So uh, we <laughs> we'll try and get, we'll try and get. Uh, uh, I will email Belushi after the show. I promise you guys. 
<laughs> I promise. Um, Mr. C and Pixels would be great too. That would be cool. That would be cool. I could get, uh, I could get a hold of, uh, I could try and get, a, I don't know if he would come on the show, but I could try and get a hold of him and see if he'd be uh, down to do some type of combo of some sort. Uh, of course, never, no, never being able to guess exactly what, well, what is this? Why is this opening? Oh, it's Rand Paul. Rand Paul must want to speak. Sorry, guy. <laughs> Let me pull that down real quick. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, but, oh, who's that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me show you this picture. Okay. Cause it's here. So we might as well show it. Okay. This, this actually ties into yesterday's chat recap. Okay. Yesterday's chat recap. <laughs> Busted. I was doing a little bit of research. Now, uh, let me see if I have it here in my notes from yesterday's chat recap. Connie Ketchup says, there are pictures floating around of Greg Abbott with the bushes. Big time, he's been with them a long time. And lo and behold, now I went looking for pictures of Greg Abbott with the bushes. Okay, now this is the only picture I could find. I was going to actually save this for Lone Star News. But, okay, but here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. He's with Grandpa Pedo Bush, right? Grandpa Pedo Bush, Daddy Bush himself, and Mike Pence. Greg Abbott is hanging out with my own. Oh, look, here's Barbara. You can't see her. Look, watch. Do you see Barbara? <laughs> There's Barbara in the background. She's hanging out by the bar. Okay, so he's okay. So here you have Greg Abbott and Daddy Pedo Bush and Mike Pence hanging out. Okay. Now, I was like, what? Okay, but here's the other thing, guys. They're not just hanging out. They're at a sports event. Look, do you see that? They are in a uh, in one of those uh, private booths or whatever you call them at a sports event. And I was thinking to myself, what kind of event is so important that government officials will, including the vice president of the United States of America, will meet together for like, I don't know, uh, a photo opportunity or like, you know, just for optics. I can't think of a single one, which would lead me to think that, yeah, indeed. Thank you, Connie Ketchup. These individuals are totally tied in. Look, Greg Abbott was like, finally, someone on my level. Or maybe Daddy Bush was like, finally, someone on my... He's like, Greg, I remember when you were a young lad, you used to come over to the ranch, right? <laughs> Ooh, creepy. Creepy. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, Flash Drive Kid. The Bush family is notoriously evil. <laughs> um, I have never heard of the most dangerous game. Sorry. I am really terrible at pop and culture references, especially if they're top 40 or celebrity. That's where I fail as a member of, and never mind. <laughs> People like, but Mr. C, you should know about pop culture. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's see. Hey, what's up, MacGyver? How you doing? We're just doing a little bit of chat recap before we hop in. Uh, we're doing a lot more than chat recap tonight, though. But uh, let's see. Real quick, I did need to thank uh, the gold pill donors for yesterday. Uh, Speak Uneasy gifted a cookie just to be gifted a can. Uh, Reggie V of Vanguard 360 gifting a phone. Thank you so much. Liz Garcia with them shades. Thank you, girl, for staying so cool. Uh, Grafted in, also being cool with some shades. Uh, Sean Joe with a cookie. 17 Angels gifting 300 gold pills from heaven above. Uh, 
Sean Joe with another cookie. Bill Tech also with cookie. WC Crane up 268 gold pills. And Philly Q gifting a cookie. Very much so. Now, Philly Q did feel that uh, Lindell dudded out last night. Um, and I totally get it. Like I said, um, there was, there was a, a few comments to, to that notion. But do you guys really know what happened, right? Like, what you know the reason why Lindell dudded out at 7 p.m.? I'm sure you guys already recognize what happened. So what had happened is that the whistleblower for Dominion who worked in Colorado, uh, I think it was Terry something, um, what happened was she was coming. What, well, what had happened was she was coming on the symposium to talk about the uh, talk to whistleblow, you know, about Dominion. Now, she in conjunction with the county clerk. Now, the county clerk, she, her office got raided. Right. But the whole reason why they did not go into the whistleblowing information is because their office was raided. OK, so that basically that basically um, a side swiped their entire presentation. That's the reason why yesterday appeared like it was a dud. I mean, people were like, he told us to come back at 7 p.m. and they were going to blow up the world and, you know, they were going to drop all these bombs and they were going to pour the hot sauce extra thick. But that's what was going on. Okay, so the reason why this and you saw the the whistleblower was on stage last night at 7 p.m. or actually 7.30 p.m. But the reason why they did not get into their uh, their discourse is because their office was raided. The county clerk's office was raided. And if you guys were watching it today, you saw how um, you saw how even when uh, what is that guy's name? I kind of want to call him by his real name, not by his code name. Um, because I just, you know, I never, I never, and I'm not discrediting Mr. Z, but I never followed him, you know, like I, I was never like, Ooh, let's listen to what he has to say. Um, but, uh, was it Watkins, that Watkins kid, uh, that Watkins kid, like I, I never, I never followed him. I mean, I, I, I would hear about him on other radio programs and other people who talked him up. But um, when that Watkins kid got on stage, he was talking about how his lawyer had told him to stop going over the data review. So all of this happened, all of this happened, you know, um, within the last 24 hour period, but literally between right now and yesterday at this time, if not an hour sooner, you had the offices of the county clerk getting raided. So they couldn't give the discourse on the whistleblower. And then when they were trying to go through the data, you had the lawyer of Watkins telling him not to go through it. And this is in Mesa County, Colorado. Okay. So, and then, and then you have, of course, like pilled by the rabbit had uh, brought out secretary of snakes. Absolutely. That secretary of snakes, Griswold over there in Colorado, she's fighting guys because she knows that there was a lot of theft and fraud going on in his, in her state. And that was all under her watch. So she's got a lot to go, uh, go down for. So anyhow, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Okay. Uh -huh, Tam growl. You bringing up Hunter Thompson again? Oh man. I got to show you guys, uh, this one, um, podcast that i did it's it's not politics related but i talked about hunter mm. oh guys anyways okay so um let me see here what else we got before we move forward guys yeah skeeter burke had said i was watching frank's speech this morning and it went down exactly at nine that's from yesterday 
Um, iRobot and the Lion's Guy. Okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, yeah. But to finish off, uh, the Gozer, the Gold Pill. And then also in the house yesterday, Just V, Liz Garcia, Book Nook, Jonas Sark, Vic Giles, Speak and Easy, Pill by the Rabbit, Skeeter Burke, Anon 12999703, AP9889, WC Cranop, Grafted In, Reggie B, otherwise known as Vanguard 360, Texas Gal, Sherry Pittsburgh, Salty Earther, Stone Roller, Dolphin 72, From Far Away, iRobot 61, Weaponized Truth, Sean Joe, 17 Angels, Belushi, Bill Tech, Connie Ketchup, Babs the Ice Queen, Seize the Day, 9-11, Aurelius Locke, Sol Rico, Deborah Erdman, Big Willie, James Walker, 76, Ohio Kimmy, and P. Ann. Yeah, Texas Gal says, what was that going on with Code Monkey? Um, well, the Watkins guy, apparently uh, his mic went off at some point He when he was on the first time. And then when... Um, Whenever he was giving his report on the data that they had from Dominion uh, and the county, um, his lawyer had told him to stop talking about it uh, because apparently someone in the state of Colorado had taken the physical hard drives from the county. And so they could not move forward with reviewing that data because I, for whatever legal reasons that is. Uh, but where I left off, um, they were trying to get with um, the county clerk over there and her lawyer to find out if that was true. That's where I left off. I don't know anything that happened. That was about six o'clock this afternoon, central time. Uh, so I couldn't say. Uh, but yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, Flash Drive Kid says, Hunter Thompson's son, Songs of the Doomed. Absolutely wonderful book. Uh, oh, so you're talking about Hunter Thompson's son. Um, I have, I do have a few Hunter Thompson books in my library. Um, I'm currently reading, um, um, Kingdom of Fear, actually. I've read, uh, Fear and Loathing like three or four times, honestly. Anyways. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get off of that. Um, I've never read Beyond the Behold the Pale Horse, but I know about that book. I've heard about that book for years. Uh huh. Electric Kool-Aid acid test. Uh, that's um Wolf, isn't it? Isn't that Tom Wolf? Isn't that his name? Any oh William Milton Cooper. Thank you, Flash Dive Drive Kit. Yes, I didn't remember the name, but Cooper. Yeah, that 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 should hold. All right, guys. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. I heard about that murder standoff with the FBI too and Cooper. Uh, he's one of those uh those legends in um um patriot literary history, but. All right, guys, welcome again to the Sea Report. Welcome, welcome to the Sea Report. We are still live as always, coming to you guys on this Wednesday, sandwich day, afternoon, evening, wherever you might happen to be in the world. And uh, we, uh, we are broadcasting live on Twitch, Trovo, and on the Foxhole app as always. Glad to have you guys with us again. We're about to get into our report. Now, as you guys know, at the Sea Report, President Trump leads always and forever. So uh, we're going to take a quick gander into some of President Trump's most recent uh, statements. Now, it was very nice when President Trump used to actually release statement press releases and stuff like that. I always found that to be uh, quite uh, insightful and entertaining. Uh, but now... You have to go other places to find his statements. And that's not such a bad thing if you have his telegram, because that's where I get all of mine, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, let's see here. 
First statement from President Trump is Fox doesn't understand that it is missing a raiding bonanza by not covering the 2020 election fraud. The crime of the century, which is being exposed throughout many states on a daily basis. They are also doing a disservice to our country. People have turned them off. Too true. Too true. I, I kind of like, you know, I mean, there, I mean, really, guys, no news outlet was covering this in uh, like video, like as far as like, you know, television or live streaming goes. Um, uh, there were, of course, uh, uh, online journals and publications like the Gateway Pundit. Uh, the Gateway Pundit was probably the first to stay on this. Uh, they stood on it hard. Um, I pride myself in saying that the C Report was probably one of the only shows that I know that was delivering hard, um, delivering hard audit information. Uh, I probably within the last two months, probably since about June, everyone else kind of jumped on the bandwagon, which is all good and fine. But we will give you that analysis that you don't get from other places here at the C Report. We will take you back into the annals of time. No pun intended. Uh, to deliver you with that information that uh, we might have missed back then. Now, uh, I mean, as far as that goes, also, there's there's other people out there that say, well, everyone already knew about this, Mr. C. Everyone already knew about this fraud. And, and you know, and then they'll just, you know, they'll, they'll play like the, uh, the uh, audit hearings from November and December. And it's true, guys. It was all there. But for a fact, since November and December, there are so many new things that have come out about these audits. There's so many new players. There's so many new and bold examples of patriots and American, uh, American God-fearing people who are standing up to the establishment and doing so through their own jurisdictional um, boundaries. In other words, in their own backyards. It's not like this is not like Rudy Giuliani going to six different states. This is people from their own states standing up, citizens, everyday Americans you know, uh, Jack and Jill six packs, as Larry Elder would say, that's what we're seeing now. And that's why these stories are important and relevant. And we should not look over them just because Giuliani told us all about this stuff back in November, December. And my guess is that a lot of people out there don't even remember what was covered back in November, December. And the only way that they would remember is if they sat down and rewatched a five hour hearing. Okay. And not a lot of us have that type of endurance, okay? So these stories are developing, ladies and gentlemen. These these election audits, the news that's happening day to day, I mean, come on, back in uh, November, was the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors withholding subpoenaed information? No, I think that qualifies as news. And I'm glad that we've been on top of it since day one in Maricopa. And uh, we had to catch up actually with uh, Michigan um, but we were also there the entire way during the New Hampshire audit, and we've been covering Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Washington and Wisconsin since then. And uh, Wisconsin and Georgia, they've had the most striking developments, but uh, nonetheless, good good information to have because, like they said, they may try and pull the wool over our eyes again. They may try and cheat and steal again, but they're not going to do it like this. And the only way that we can know what this is, is to cover it as it's happening. And it's happening organically and in real time right now. It's not being presented in a nice little package like in the hearings in November and December. So I stand, I stand, uh, I stand, uh, I stand, I stand confident and firm in the work that we've done here and in sharing this information with you guys since March. Okay, we've been on this since 
March. Good morning, America, says President Donald Trump. While you were all sleeping, the radical Democrats advanced a plan that will be known as the $3.5 trillion communist plan to destroy America. The legislation is an, uh, this legislation is an assault on our nation, on our communities, and on the American dream. It destroys our borders and the rule of law by granting dangerous amnesty that will flood, oh, excuse me, that will flood America's beautiful cities. It will overwhelm our schools and make our nations less safe. It raises taxes like we have never seen while also making many things you buy every day more expensive, including gas, groceries, and much more. And don't forget the crazy Green New Deal. America, you are being robbed in the dark of night. It is time to wake up. And yes, we saw how that passed in the Senate yesterday. We talked about the rhinos who have taken off their tusks and unmasked themselves, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> to show us exactly whose side they stand on. It sound, uh, in going through some of the chat recap yesterday, it sounds like some of you all were surprised by some of these senators, but really, I mean... I, I would say, even though I know that uh, Lindsey Graham has been a snake for a while, I was surprised he would make it so obvious, like in something like, you know, the uh, the uh, uh, infrastructure package that actually I was like, wow, you, you're going to come out that hard. You're going to step out of that closet like that, Lindsey. You're going to you're going to come out of the closet right now with the infrastructure package. Like what took you so long, buddy? Anyways. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, wow. The governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, was being booed off stage Saturday at a Georgia Republican Party event. They wouldn't let him speak. It is amazing how the people get what happened in Georgia and elsewhere. The election was rigged and everybody knows it. Kemp refused to call a special session of the legislature and did absolutely nothing. Now our country is going to H-E double hockey sticks, is what President Trump has said. Did you guys get to see that video of, uh, of Kemp getting booed off stage by any chance? Because if you didn't... Oh, wait. <laughs> That's not it, guys. <laughs> I'm all, if you didn't, here it is. Okay, let me, let me go ahead and pull that up for you guys real quick. Is that all this channel has to offer us besides just the word subscribe? Okay. All right. No way. No. Okay. Anyways. So there you go, guys. There's Kemp. Uh, I saw a longer video than that. I guess this person just doesn't have what it takes. Okay. So, or maybe I don't for not being able to, uh, 
not being able to provide you that with which. Okay. Uh, but, all right, guys. Okay. Let me see what else we got here from President Trump. So we can move. Yeah. So yeah, totally boot off. Not as bad, not as bad as Senator Michelle Urita, Urethra, whatever her name was. <laughs> Rita? Is it Michelle Urethra Rita? Or Uresti? I don't know. I can't remember what her name was. She's terrible. She's a terrible woman. Anyways. Oh, Urenti. Michelle Urenti Rita. <laughs> it's like Michelle Urethra. <laughs> what is your name, girl? Jesus Christ. Okay. So, okay. So enough about her. Enough about her. Um, okay, so our next statement from President Trump, so saith, I spoke to the wonderful mother and devoted husband of Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered at the hands of someone who should never have pulled the trigger of his gun. We know who he is. If, the fa if, the, if that happened to the other side, there would be riots all over America, and yet there are far more people represented by Ashley, who truly loved America than there are on the other side. The radical left haters cannot be allowed to get away with this. There must be justice. And with all luck and hope, there will be justice in that regard. Another, sta another statement from President Trump. Congratulations to Governor Mike Parsons of Missouri for having the courage to give Mr. and Mrs. Mark McCloskey a full pardon they were defending their property, and if they had not done what they did, their property would have been completely destroyed, and they would have been badly beaten or dead. Great job, Mike. You guys remember who uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mark McCloskey are? They're that couple that they had that great photo op. <laughs> they had that great photo op where they were standing outside of their home defending their territory. Uh, with their guns. You guys remember? It was during a riot. Here. What you mean not found, girl? Here, I want to show you guys. It's a great, it's a great, great photo op that these guys, I mean, they did what any, any, they did what anyone who is the right to self-defense and to protect their property would have done. They did whatever any, any of us would have done that. They're like, go ahead, come forward. And these are both lawyers, by the way. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Mike, Mark McCloskey, sit out there with their gun and, <laughs> and they're like, go ahead, come on our property. Yeah, exactly. And they were fully pardoned by their governor. So good job, Gov, over there in Missouri. Someone's doing something right. Okay, final statement from President Trump. The RNC is meeting in the wonderful city of Nashville, Tennessee this week. I look forward to working with them to win in 2022 and beyond. The RNC members, Rana and Tommy, are doing a great job. Now, is he talking about Rana McDaniels? President Trump, don't you understand that's Mitt and Romney's niece? Come on, guy. Don't you understand, President Trump? You need to get her off your team, okay? Rana's got to go. If that's who he's talking about, Rona, Rana. She's got to go. She has to go. She does not have the faith of the American people behind her. There's too much shenanigans and oogie boogies going on with Rona McDaniels to keep her on this team. Okay. She lets the RNC and all that money walk instead of defending you and America and the Constitution. She's got to go. President Trump, we do not trust and or want and or like Rona McDaniels. Gots to go. 
She has got to go. All right. She's got Mittens Romney's blood in her. All right. You're smarter than that, Mr. Trump. She's got to go. We don't like her. She needs to go. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. That's uh, the last statement that we have from President Trump. Let's go ahead and get into the rest of today's report. Now, first of all, we are going to talk about... Now, we've already been talking about Dominion and the Cyber Symposium, okay? So now we're going to kind of spell out to you all exactly what was going on, because like you guys heard, uh, you know, they had this raid on... Um, let me go and get her name here since I have it in my notes. Uh, the, they had this raid on the county clerk. Tina Peters was her name. Tina Peters. So uh, she her her office was raided by the uh, uh, governor, uh, Soros governor, um, uh, Jenna Griswold, no relation to Clark. And um, uh, her uh, she the governor and the Dominion governor's office and Dominion raided this office. OK. Um, but, uh, first things first, cause we're talking about all these speed bumps that, uh, all these things that we got to buckle up for happening with the cyber symposium is that Dominion slapped another lawsuit and, and, and like, uh, who is it? Free Indeed had pointed out in the chat, Dominion's got lawsuits and they're suing people. And I don't know, I mean, uh, informative, thank you for letting us know that the tornado is heading straight for us, Free Indeed, uh, cause we need that information, but, um, I don't know. Uh, so Dominion Systems uh, sue. They now sue Newsmask, Newsmask, and America uh, uh, One America News Network O A N N. Right. So they're suing both of them now. They did this as of yesterday morning. Now the way that Mr. Lindell spelled this out was that basically you had um, you basically had uh, an hour delay on the program to begin with. Uh, because of some sort of cyber attack. We don't know. I don't know what kind of cyber attack it was, but they had some kind of cyber attack that delayed the program by an hour. Okay. Now, while this was happening or prior to this happening, Dominion slaps a lawsuit on Newsmask and One America News Network. Now, the reason why Dominion's doing this is because they, uh, they being Newsmask and OANN, decided to broadcast the cyber symposium. So in other words, they're trying, again, to me, this is just bullying, uh, you know, chill factor type of stuff. To me, this has nothing to do with them actually having any type of gravitas towards their uh, their subpoena or their their lawsuit having any kind of weight. Like they they will lose when, dis when discovery comes about, right? That's the way that's going to go for Dominion. Because they have the information. I don't doubt that they have the information. If Lindell and Colonel Waldron say they have the information, I believe it. You know, if if uh, the Senate and Cyber Ninjas and uh, Matthew DiPerno, who is doing his work over in Antrim County, Michigan, say they have the data, I believe them. The ones I don't believe are Dominion because Dominion, after all, cannot show any receipts. They cannot show their homework and they have absolutely no sauce. That chicken is dry. OK, so with Dominion, um, they're now suing Newsmask and OANN. Now, this is the way it was reported on CNN, the Communist News Network. They say Dominion Voting Systems, a technology a company that was targeted with disinformation by former president, of course, they don't say the 45th president, they say the former president, by the 45th president, uh, Donald Trump and allies, filed lawsuits on Tuesday against two right-wing television, television channels, alleging they aided the spread of baseless conspiracy theories about its role in the 2020 election. 
And they made a really good point during the symposium about these baseless lawsuits that Dominion is filing. They made a very good point. And the point was this. If, if the claims that the Trump administration and his allies and now attorneys and now senators and now governor and, and now everyone, if all these people are now making these claims about Dominion, right? And if they are in fact baseless and if they are in fact conspiracy theories, then why have none of the judges slapped fines and penalties on the hundreds of people that filed affidavits in November and December. Okay. If, if what people are saying is indeed baseless, then all of those people who signed affidavits in December and November should already be facing fines and penalties of perjury. Okay. Cause you don't just sign an affidavit and get away scot-free if you're lying on paper. Right. So that's logic, ladies and gentlemen. So that should tell you something that, you know, CNN and all of them are going to push out this news are going to, and, and Dominion is going to push out these frivolous lawsuits, but the real weight is what you don't see. The real weight is the action that is not happening. And the weight, I mean, W-E-I-G-H-T, the weight, you know, the real load that you, that is, is really holding this down. The foundation is that they're not acting on any of these people who signed affidavits. You know, they didn't throw, they have not successfully sued Lindell or Powell or Giuliani because they're not going to be able to. These lawsuits are simply to put fear in them and hope that they choke and don't move forward or to provide a convenient escape for people like Newsmask, who then stopped declaring that the 2020 election was stolen from President Trump. It's a convenient escape, these lawsuits. So now that they filed the lawsuit, Newsmask can say, oh, well, we're not going to cover it because they sued us. OANN is going to keep on doing it. But Newsmask, oh, well, this is an easy out for us. Well, at least we don't have to dirty our, we don't have to sully our image because we got sued and we're not going to fight. Mm-hmm. Think, 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 right, guys? Okay. All right. So back to CNN's bogus report. The lawsuits, which are the latest in a string of legal action from the company, names Newsmask and OANN, One American News Network, as defendants. The lawsuit against OANN, it also named two of the network's far-right personalities. Mm-hmm. You notice, even in international literature, if they're against the sovereignty of a nation, they will use the phrase far right, okay, or right wing, all right, instead of just saying a conservative or a liberal or what have you. Anyway, so uh, far right personalities, Chanel Rion, Orion, and Christina Bob, as well as the network's owners, Robert and Charles Herring. John Poulos the chief executive of Dominion said in a statement that the networks disregarded the truth when they spread lies in November and that they continue to do so today. So uh, that's basically the long and short of it for that one. Now in the immediate aftermath, of the 2020 election, you know, um, where, is this still with the CNN or is this with the gateway pundit? Uh, yeah. Uh, they just go ahead and reaffirm that then president falsely claimed that it had been rigged and the big lie, the big lie, the big lie, the big lie. That's all they can say. 
that's all they can say but yeah so it's basically what happened in that end and again this is just this is just a scare factor this is just for them to create a convenient out for their allies who are hiding behind under a, who are hiding behind under a mask of news a news mask um, that's what you have here in that regard. Uh, so that was one of the hiccups that we saw coming out um, yesterday. But then, like I said, we also had. Oh, man, we also had um, we also had the uh, raiding of um, the county clerk's office by Dominion and Jenna Grenwall. Shush, girl. I, I ain't done talking yet. There were just thank you. Okay, so uh, we also had this raiding happening. So this was this was um, this was uh, Jenna Griswold, Governor Soros's or Sor Soros Governor Jenna Griswold, and Dominion members raiding the uh, county clerk of Mesa County in Colorado, um, and this happened basically in live time when when we were watching yesterday. Uh, I guess I guess this would happen before we were on. Yes, we went on at 7 p.m. yesterday, 10 Central Time, to cover the 7 p.m. news that Lindell was going to drop with this whistleblower. Okay, now they never got to the whistleblower drop because the office was raided and they could not talk about it because obviously there's something happening and you know who knows if they'd gone into it because as you're going to see in this story here and the next story that we're going to cover, there is a whole reason behind this. Okay, so. If they had moved forward with their discourse and dropped their Moabs that everyone was, you know, disappointed about because they didn't hear it. And uh, some people felt like they were being played. Right. Like if if that had happened, they might have faced other legal ramifications today or tomorrow or based on whatever the investigation of the secretary of state finds as crooked as it might be. You can't just go out there and, you know, uh, let it all hang out, especially when you have something like this going on. Um, you have to you, you, you have I mean, you have to you have to play by the rules, you know. So rather than go out there and give this entire discourse on what the whistleblower had to say, you know, exposing whatever findings she had or news or information, they instead informed the crowd about what was going on in real time in their offices in Colorado. So that's what was happening. Now we see this come out this morning. We have um, we have uh, a, a local Colorado newscast, Denver Seven, already spilling the beans, already creating the narrative about what's going to happen. So here you see you have the uh, governor's office working in tandem with local media, and they're all bought out anyways. They're all owned by the same people, right? Working in tandem to start creating this narrative that the uh, the um, uh, county clerk, Tina, Tina Peters, is that what I said her name was? Yeah, Tina Peters, that she's corrupt and that uh, she's the one who's responsible for these leaks and she's the one who's responsible for creating an insecure system of voting in the state of Colorado, or at least in Mesa County. This is the narrative they're trying to push, and it's happening in real time, guys. We saw this happen yesterday. We were watching it here. We saw them talking about it, and this is why you didn't get your Moab yesterday. This is why your chicken was a little dry, because they had to reserve the sauce for later. Let's hear what this report and its lies have to say. 
were seven people in the room when the Mesa County Clerk's Office met to update its election systems back in May. The Colorado Secretary of State's office is investigating whether one of them leaked an ultra-sensitive password, a password that later turned up on a website that peddles conspiracies. The Gateway Pundit shared this video alongside a claim that approves Dominion voting has remote access to its equipment, which some on the far right insist could lead to tampering. Dominion says it doesn't allow remote access, and this selectively edited video is a far cry from any sort of evidence to the contrary. Now, a little more context for you here. This video was taken in May, so it really wouldn't have been an issue if the servers were or were not connected to the internet at the time because there wasn't an election going on. In fact, the issue isn't even so much the password itself. The issue, as Secretary of State Jenna Griswold explains, is who put it out, why they did it, and what else they might have done. These passwords are very confidential passwords that um, are, are not accessible or known to very many people. These are the main passwords to the voting equipment. Um, so number one, you would have to be physically with the voting equipment. Um, and number two, um, you know, you could change settings, for example. You could take screenshots. Um, you could really pull out information to try to undermine confidence in the voting equipment itself. Um, again, to be very clear, uh, this uh, failure of Mesa County to observe security protocols and to create the security risk did not affect any election. And Griswold confirms Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters was listed as one of the attendees of the meeting in which the video was taken. As reported by the Grand Junction Sentinel, Peters has tweeted her own conspiracies about election fraud. If Mesa County's election system is confirmed to be compromised, equipment will be scrapped and the county will either have to obtain new machines by the end of August or conduct a handful or excuse me, a hand count of the November election. The DA's office is conducting its own investigation into the clerk's office and the clerk's office had no comment and according to the secretary did not so much as respond to an order to turn over records. Now, we'd be careful about making too many false claims against Dominion. The Denver-based company filed two more lawsuits today, this time against OAN and Newsmax. The lawsuit says those networks profited by disparaging Dominion with lies about voter fraud. Dominion is seeking $1.6 billion from each. Newsmax uh, and OEN each made an intentional and knowing choice to depict and then to publicize, endorse, and fuel these lies about Dominion as truth. They intentionally created an alternate reality that duped millions of Americans into believing that Dominion stole the 2020 election from President Trump. Newsmax described the lawsuit as a clear attempt to undermine free press. OAN offered no comment. Dominion is also, by the way, suing Rudy Giuliani and Fox News for their roles in spreading disinformation. And that does it for that, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize, WC. It must have been Jenna Griswold's face. <laughs> That's making your dinner repeat on you. Um, and then just V mentioned that they had a gag order on Tina Peters. So there you go again, guys. There you go again. Um, uh, uh, she could not speak about it. So for all of those of you who had, a, I don't know, a, a two-hour black pill moment yesterday, cheer up. Everything happens for a reason. I mean, it's like uh, some people want to turn on Mike Lindell because he showed you, he told you to show up at 7 o'clock and then you didn't get what was going on. And uh, there's a whole lot more going on, guys. That's why I say stay positive. Don't let that dark night of the soul like take you over. 
After all, we need that positive energy right now more than ever, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I like <laughs> I like what MacGyver says. Gag her. <laughs> Gag Jenna Griswold, man. I cannot stand that lady. These these secretaries of snakes, if they aren't effeminate elderly men like Brad Rappensberger, they're all like I don't know, like uh, estrogen rich, testosterone driven, like millennials. <laughs> like I don't understand it. Like you got, you got what's your face or lesbians? You got, uh, you got Jenna Griswold. You got, you got um, uh, what's your face over in in Michigan? Uh, I can't think of her name right now. Is it? Ah, uh, it's not coming to my head. The Michigan Benson, Jocelyn Benson over in Michigan, right? She's she's a harpy also. And of course, we cannot forget everyone's favorite. Katie Hobbs, the snobs down in Arizona, like, what is up with this? You know, I mean, they, they say they say women will be the strong power in the world. But God, well, you know, what? we have plenty of strong women in the proper and the right fight, the right fight, right? The American fight. We have plenty of strong women representing. They and I, I guarantee any patriot woman could take down any of those three secretaries of state in a in a in a, a game of thumb of war or chess. I'm not going to say in the ring though, because I don't want to. I don't want to promote violence here unless they're self-defense. Then, uh, then by all means, whop them. But anyways, okay, all right. Let's see here. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, that's what we have going on. At least in in that neck of the woods, there's uh, there's that news report. So, like I said, they're they're already spinning the story, right? They're already spinning the story uh, before they even have any any uh, information. Now, um, someone had mentioned in. Um, Someone had mentioned in the chats about uh, about the newscast not showing the video, which may, led me to believe that, um, that that there was probably no password leak. Uh, that it was probably the it was probably the Watkins video. Uh, what's his name? John Ron Watkins. I don't know. Anyways, we'll call him Monkey Watkins. Um, so the, they probably had a Watkins video on some social network and they just showed a video of that from a social network and then said that the passwords were leaked. I mean, we don't even know that they have the full fledged receipts on the governor's side. And they just went in and used that as an excuse to raid the County clerk's office because she already had a feeling deep in her soul somewhere that there was something untoward happening and they might need to cover their butts. Okay. Um, so anyhow, that was what they alleged. They alleged that the county clerk Tina P uh, of Mesa County, uh, uh, Tina Peter Peters, leaked Dominion passwords. And I think that's just to cover their butts. I honestly think that's just to cover their butts. Uh, because now what I hear is that uh, uh, Dominion representatives are going across the board, um, deleting all of this information. And I, I think that's only going to be to their detriment you know what they say, the cover-up is always worse than the crime, and they're going to be breaking some pretty hefty federal laws if they indeed cover up their crime. I mean, their, their, their cover-up is already evidence enough, but if they try and cover up the cover-up with a crime that has an even heftier weight to it, I would not want to be in their shoes. I would not want to be in their shoes. I think Dominion's going across trying to erase all this data, hoping, projecting that things will go their way via their bought out jurisdiction, uh, judicial, bought out legislature, bought out uh, business folk. Like they're, they're hoping it's going to go their way. And they'll be like, damn it, why didn't Obama install more judges? Because now 
we're sitting ducks. I think that's what's going to happen with them anyways. So uh, that is what happened. Now, of course, we talked about what happened at the symposium um, with the whistleblower. But again, uh, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, the whistleblower leaked documents to Ron Watkins. I was right. It's Ron Watkins. We'll call him Ron Watkins because that's how I met him. His name was Ron. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Uh, before Plan Mendel Symposium, uh, Secretary of State Griswold said the veto, the video released last week was from May 25th when the county was updating the election systems. Uh, Griswold accused the Mesa County Clerk's Office of leaking the Dominion passwords. So that's basically all they have at this point. We don't have any more details. Up, oh, WC Cranop, hold on to your dinner. <laughs> she looks like Batgirl. Like, is that Batboy? That one that was in the tabloids, remember? Anyways, okay. And she also looks like she's like wired or cracked out or methed out of her head. Look at her. I don't know. That's a pretty... It's a pretty hazy room you're in, girl. Anyways, okay, so uh, Jenna Griswold, again, she's holding a investigation into the county clerk's uh, uh, election system passwords usage. Now, again, like I said, this just this Jenna Griswold, she comes from the class of uh, George Soros uh, uh, bought out and uh, brainwashed secretaries of states. Um, and this is something that Soros had worked on in the early 2000s, right? And then they had the National Association of Secretary of States, who of which no one knows who's funding, where they're getting their money from. They're a 501c3 or 501c4 um, nonprofit organization where they basically have a powwow. But um, that was the game that Soros had played. And that was at finding all of the crucial players in state and local legislatures and figuring out who to buy out, who the power players were, who are the ones that would do what they needed in order to fulfill their own uh, agendas in that wake. Now, just like this uh, report that we just played was stating, um, uh, this senator, this uh, governor here is saying that there are potential criminal charges for the result of this breach. I mean, they're just coming down really hard. And I think it's interesting that she's putting herself on the national stage this way. Uh, right now, she seems like she's doing a better job than Katie Hobbs did. Uh, Katie Hobbs, just that whining, crying little voice. I'm going to tell you why I should be Secretary of State. Gag her. Okay, so like anyways. All right, guys. So yeah, let me get this woman's face off the stage. That basically wraps it up. Just a quick summation of what was happening. And then, of course, if you were following the symposium today, Ron Watkins was uh, basically told not to go into, at least where I left off at about six o'clock, Ron Watkins was told not to go into the detail of his report because of the fact that the hard drives had been taken from the county clerk's office and they don't know, uh, no one could figure out what was going on. Maybe some of you guys know it's been going on since then, but I left off about 6 p.m. Um, so yeah, that's basically, look, that's basically, that's basically where we are in that regard, guys. So let's go on to our next story for tonight. It's going to take us over to the West Coast for California Screams. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's not Cal That's California screams. Okay, so guys, we're really interested in the uh, governor's recall over in California here at the Sea Report. Very interested indeed. Uh, we want to see this scum recalled. Now, uh, the way it's looking right now, you you either have Larry Elder or there's another dude by the name of uh, Larry Elder who would be the Republican, right? 
he would be the Republican uh, lead. Uh, but I think they're actually putting him in second place right now. Uh, the lead is actually a Democrat, from what I've read, by the name of Kevin Pathrath. Kevin Pathrath. Never heard of him. Um, apparently, he is a uh, he's a real estate broker and a professional YouTuber. So I guess he has some videos out there on YouTube. I guess he's uh, I guess he goes viral. I don't know. I've never heard of the man, but uh, according to some polls, and I think these are probably more like lefty polls. Uh, you know, they're saying that uh, this uh, Pathrath guy is in the lead with uh, Elder coming in second. We'll see how that goes, but uh, the governor is definitely under some pressure right now um, because of everything that's happening. And there's a lot, I mean, there's this whole, like, um, this whole, like, amalgamation of things coming at him. Because A, you have him thinking, and also, I guess, the uh, representatives, I don't know, pundits, pollsters, saying that if the recall were to happen tomorrow, that Gavin Grusom Newscom would win. That's what they're saying. Now, I mean, I'm not from California. I don't know what the climate is like over there other than it used to be 72 degrees all the time, right? But politically speaking, from an outsider looking in, I don't see any way that he could possibly win. When you had so many people that were petitioning to recall him, and then you probably have an entire swath of the citizenry of California who are not even engaged and that, is, that's, that has nothing to do with California as a state. It's just the way people are, right? It's like that in the state of Texas also, you know. Um, but then also you have so much pushback on these mandates that he's doing because of COVID. And now he's bringing them back. And now he's been busted twice, once himself and once with his children for not following the same mandates that he's forcing on his his, his uh his uh, state, you know, that's another thing there. But then there's also, to me, there's some, there's also some other, there are also some other clues about where this recall is going. Like you guys might've heard that there was what, was it a, um, it was a Los Angeles County. I don't know if it was a DA or it wasn't a rep or Senator. A, a councilman. Oh, I know there was one in LA County. I think one of the council members in there was facing a recall for being extreme left. But if you guys are paying attention to California, there these recalls are happening at a bunch of other levels of of, of election officials. Not just with Gavin Newsom, Grusom, not just with senators or rep representatives, but council people are also being recalled for being too far left. And uh, we'll touch a little bit on a story about that later on because it's happening also in Huntington Beach at this time. But but getting back to that, I mean, if you consider that kind of political climate going on in, in California, plus you consider the pushback that this man is now getting like with the vaccine ma mandates. I heard there was a protest or two out there recently within the last couple of days because people do not agree with it. Plus, you have the pushback from the school mandates that he's trying to foist upon the people of California it's not going to go well for him. In my opinion, it's not going to go well for him. Okay. So he's starting to crack. Okay. And I'm sure some of you guys have probably seen this wonderful video where he's kind of going off of his rocker. You know, he's, he's kind of going off of his rocker, uh, in regards to, you don't, you don't typically see a politician losing their cool like this, but to me, he just looks like a spoiled and entitled child. And that that's exactly the reason why 
He is. Mm, I hey, knew it. Uh, and there's going to be a commercial. Um, he kind of looks like a spoiled, entitled child, and he's sitting there like people don't have the authority to tell me what to do. Um, or he's totally just like, I can't believe the people are questioning me and my authority. Like that's the entire, uh, that's the entire, um, vibe and air that I get from this guy. Like he is above everyone else and no one has the right to question him. And he's just totally frustrated because he's even getting as much pushback as he is. So, uh, in case you haven't enjoyed this yet, put your shades on. <laughs> We got a swamp creature on the screen. Highest housing costs, highest gasoline prices, and highest utilities. Wage growth has been spectacular in the Silicon Valley, but not so much for areas along the coast and in some inland areas. In a very real sense, the California dream is more like a mirage for people grinding it out day after day. How do you make the case that you, as governor, can deliver the California dream to all Californians? Well, let's talk about what we also number one is, Stephanie. And guys, forgive me, I know I'm a little pointed today, but I've been taking a lot from you folks for a lot of months. So it's nice to be able to express myself too. But I do with deep pride in this state as a Californian, not as a, I'm a future ex-governor. It could happen in a few weeks, could happen in a few years. I love this damn state. We're number one in job creation, 10th of the American economy, 559,000 jobs. Eat your heart out, Texas, Florida. We're number one in the Bloomberg Index of innovation and entrepreneurialism. We dominated yet again in venture capital. And that's not just for fancy folks in Silicon Valley. That's pushing out the boundary to discovery and opportunity, innovation that advantages each and every one of us. 53% of the nation's venture capital. Over 100 damn IPOs year to date in this state. 80 plus billion dollar budget surplus. 80 plus billion, not that 76 billion. We had another 3.9 billion dollars in new cash. We had better health outcomes in Florida and Texas and better economic outcomes. Our economy contracted at a more modest rate than Florida and Texas. Do you know, Stephanie, that middle class families in Texas pay more taxes than middle class uh, Californians? Look that up. That's a fact. I don't know why that doesn't get more damn attention. Because I care about working folks. That's a fact. I'm also proud of the fact that this state has almost tripled its earned income tax credit to allow working families to keep more with their I'm proud of the fact that three quarters of tax filers are getting a tax rebate, the largest in American history, $12 billion. I'm proud of the fact that small businesses are getting $4 billion in grants, not loans. I'm proud of the fact we're paying 100% of back rent, 100% going back to April of last year, 100% through September 30th this year, 100% of your back utilities and back water bills, because you're right, those bills have stacked up. I'm proud of the fact, you didn't mention it, Stephanie, that most electric bills are lower in the state, even though our per unit costs are higher, which you are right to note. But you didn't mention the bills, which are lower because of our energy efficiency and our low-carbon green growth plans. I'm proud of the fact we actually have a housing policy and homeless policy for the first time in decades. And we have the back of working families, and we're focused on workforce housing in the middle class. I'm proud of the fact that poverty was declining consistently before the pandemic. Not a lot of headlines about that. 
And let me close on this, because this is important, because we don't talk enough about blue collar jobs. You reference. You look at the next top 10 states. I know you're going to politifact this, and I know you're going to find something and going to run with it. And I'll look forward to seeing what I screwed up. It's all the top of my damn head. So I'll stipulate that. But I think you look at the next 10 states, the next highest 10 manufacturing states, blue collar, American, backbone, factory states. The last five years, our GDP growth is 13% in factory growth. No one comes close. Blue collar, middle class jobs, California, dominating all those other damn states. I care about egg like the best of them. Man, Tad Garth, I've been in back, I, hell, I did a $6 billion signing ceremony in Nunez's back damn district on a bill he opposed to get broadband to every one of his damn constituents. I was there in Fresno and near Bakersfield, those same Republicans that wanted to cut Medicaid for all those people expanding it to those same constituents in their backyard. I've been in the Central Valley, not for symbolism substance. I care deeply about the Valley. I'm there on a weekly basis, making announcements to address these issues. But I'm proud of the fact our ag, our fishing, and our logging industry is bigger than the next five states combined. That's California. It's not Stephanie, just Silicon Valley. It's that and Silicon Valley. This is not, we're number one in all those categories. It'd be damn nice if our homegrown teams start focusing on what's right. Everybody outside this state is bitching about this state because of our success. And I'm proud of it. I'm not naive about our competitive liabilities. And that's why we're trying to address them. But I also think there's a lot to be proud of in this American dream of which there's only one state with its own, and that's the California dream. Forgive me, Stephanie, I think it's still alive and well. California screaming, California screaming, and smoggy days. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like him and Matthew McConaughey are like bed buddies or something like that. <laughs> like, I could picture him going like, all right, all right, all right, California screaming, you know? <laughs> Like, anyways, I mean, there you go. He's he's ticked, and he his foundation is on a little bit too thick, if you ask me. He, he needs to let his skin breathe a little bit. You know what I mean? He needs to let his skin breathe a little bit. So you can see here the pressure is on for Gavin Gavin Newsom Gruesome or Gruesome Newscum. There we go. That's what that's what we call him here at the Sea Report. Gavin Gruesome Newscum, um, and it's showing. Uh, a lot of the headlines are saying that he's starting to crack, you know, uh, because uh, the pressure's on. And, and he's saying he's calling for the home team to to put out the good news. I mean, he, he's talking about the reporters and the journalists in California. He's addressing whomever it is that he's speaking to in this uh, in this interview. Uh, because he's not, you know, he, he's finger wagging and his arms are flailing and he's slamming on the desk. Like when I go, <laughs> and then you see the whole thing shake. Yeah, you saw it. Anyways, okay, so yeah. So anyways, uh, like I said, there was a left-leaning poll out there that did put him as a winner. Oh, my goodness, no, I take it back. I read that wrong. Uh, this article from the Gateway Pundit says, a new left-leaning poll shows Newsom losing the recall. <laughs> 
So if you got people on the left saying that Gavin Gruesome Newscom is going to lose this recall, boy, that does say something. That does say something. Uh, but now what we do have here also is you guys might remember yesterday, we talked a little bit about how they are going to have this new, well, not that they're going to have, that they are now allowing every uh, voter in California to vote from home. Now that was uh, that was that was via the remote accessible vote by mail program, or the RV RAVBM, if you want to use an acronym like that. But the remote accessible vote by mail program, uh, which has been available to Californians actually since January of 2020, was passed through in legislature back before uh, when it well, it was when Gavin tried to do uh, an EO on on on, on letting on, uh, mailing out ballots to everyone in California. It got struck down because they had two uh, senators that opposed it, and uh, and then this this ended up happening uh, where you could access it. Now this whole uh, remote access to voting system is only available through January 1st, 2022. It expires then. So after then, the remote access vote by mail system will only be accessible by those with disabilities or those who are out of country or service members. Um, those will be the only ones that will be a military status, of course, or if they have some type of disability. Otherwise, between now and January 1, 2022, you can use this. So uh, the big whoop now, as you guys, I'm sure, are aware, is that if they have this type of system available, the amount of fraud, the amount of incalculable theft that can happen due to this um, um, could be could be enough to pull the election for this uh, for this treasonous SOB who cares nothing about his uh, his state or his country. Right. Nancy Pelosi's nephew, right? So um, the thing about it is, and, and there's a couple of things kind of working against him here. First thing about it is that um, uh, an article shows that a lot of people don't really understand. Now, we're not talking about the initiated voter like yourself or myself, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the people that only show up to the polls once every four or eight years, right? Now, again, this program is designed to allow disabled military and overseas Californians to print out their ballot choices remotely or at home using a computer and printer that has been available to the general public for months. OK. Um, um, now, this was Assembly Bill 37, and that would make uh, that would actually make the RAVBM program a permanent system for California voters. Um, but that would require county election officials to permit any voter to cast a ballot using a certified remote accessible vote by mail system for any election. Now, to vote using the RAVBM, voters must make a request with their county. So this is not like they're just mailing out ballots and it's not like they just have a portal where you go in. Voters have to make a request with their county elections office online by phone, mail, or email, according to the Secretary of Snake's website. Now, each voter is given access to an online portal through a state-certified RABBM system and a unique access code. So that should be a form of check there, right? Because they'll have to make the request, they'll have to get the authorization, and then they can go in and vote. Now, the state says the system is secure and has one of the most strenuous testing and certification programs in the country. Um, however, 
um, the program allows the voter. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Let me just catch this real quick. The Secretary of State's office says when a vote logs in, voter logs into the system, they are temporarily disconnected from the Internet. as So no votes can be submitted online. That to me makes no sense. Um, I don't understand that. If you're going to vote from the comfort of your home and you need Wi-Fi, which is the internet, how on earth do you disconnect from the internet to submit your vote online? That makes absolutely no sense, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, uh, but I live in this current day and age and uh, you kind of need the internet to vote online. Like it's not an intranet, which is an internal network. This is an internet and not everyone's home computer can be part of an internet. It's not in, it's not internal anything that makes absolutely no sense. That sounds like a bold faced lie to me. If you ask me. Um, okay. So uh, there's all those steps that they have to do there, right? They have to make a phone call, email, whatever. Then they get access. Then they can vote off of a supposedly disconnected internet, which makes absolutely no sense. Um, okay, so now another step that happens is the program allows the voter to print a paper cast vote record with a QR code. Okay, now this vote record is not technically a ballot because the printed vote record does not meet official ballot paper requirements per state law. So uh, they could print it on any kind of paper, right? And there's a specific official ballot requirement for the paper a ballot is printed on. Now, because it's not printed on this specific official type of paper, that ballot is not counted as a vote. So the next thing that has to happen is the voter must place their printed vote record in either a vote by mail ballot or their own envelope and sign the envelope. So that means why even use this online uh, remote accessible, uh, you know, um, vote by mail? Why use that? Like, why even bother? I mean, it's the same thing almost to me as requesting an absentee ballot. You have to request it. You have to fill it out and then you have to mail it in. OK, so I don't know what they're thinking over there in the state of California, but this remote accessible vote by mail system sounds exactly like, I don't know, like a cavalier way of using the absentee ballot system. So maybe this won't work toward what they want 100%. Uh, I mean, there's always the fact that, you know, I guess people can make up thousands of fake accounts. Like we could have, we could have the population of the University of California, Berkeley, just like we saw where they had that voting scandal there and it's not being touched by any of the law enforcement at the University of California, Berkeley, apparently every student in every dorm voted and turned in ballots, even though they were all out for COVID. Okay. So I guess they could do that. They could have every university. Uh, they could, they could uh, shill those addresses and names. Uh, they can use all the fake post office boxes and they can use all of the fake, you know, uh, empty lots to, to create uh, uh, accounts for these ballots. And then, and then they can mail them off themselves, but that's going to be a lot of work for them to do too. And it's going to be highly traceable. So I guess, you know what, let them do it. Let them do it. So this way they can find the fraud. Okay. And then they can put these people behind jails and make an example out of them uh, behind bars in jail. So as I was saying with this entire process, they then have to mail in their printed ballot. Okay. 
I guess so it can be adjudicated. And perhaps that's when that's when the swindle is going to happen, right? During adjudication. And I guess so, because that's what we're seeing on the back end. It's like the adjudication was the CYA, not the CIA. The adjudication was the CYA piece for uh, election officials who are crooked and uh, who are voting uh, the wrong way, not caring about their country or the integrity of elections, right? Uh, so they have to uh, mail in their 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 printed ballot, um, and then the information uh, the information cannot be sent back electronically. It makes no se- it makes no sense. Like why do this? Uh, it says only after verification, the paper cast vote record transferred to a real ballot for processing and tabulation. That makes no sense. Like, why are they doing that? Um, this means that the RABBM vote records must undergo a manual duplication process. And perhaps that's the key. During this manual duplication process, this is where they'll, the, this, the bait and switch will occur, right? Um, and, and then they can steal the election that way, I guess. Um, any increase in the number of ballots undergoing duplication can increase the risk of ballot alterations. That's true. That's true. Anytime you duplicate a ballot, you are increasing the you are increasing the risk of it being fraudulent. So we'll see how that works out for them. Um, I, I don't think that, and I'm not talking about California again specifically. I'm just talking about human nature, at least for the two thirds that are asleep too lazy to do anything like that. Like they're already, they're already kind of in an uproar because of the fact that um, Democrats might not turn out. Like that's probably why Gavin Grusom Newscom is so perplexed because uh, is so miffed or tiffed or piffed or whatever you want to call it. Because right now it's the Democrats who are awake and, and trust me, I've seen some of them on video. I've seen some of the Democrats in California who are awake on video and they're like, this is not what we voted for. This is not what we want. I'm a Democrat, but this is not what I want. And it's definitely the conservative minded, the Trump patriots, the MAGA patriots uh, who are out there who are pushing this. Now, here's the other thing that is also working against Gavin Grusom Newscom. It has to do with something called ballot harvesting laws. And it appears that in the state of California, ballot harvesting is not such a big deal to some of these people. Uh, I guess the legislators never decided to take the act of ballot harvesting off of the table, um, and they've allowed that uh, practice to continue. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, my California friends, but this is according to an article that I'm reading from the Western Journal. And uh, I mean, so basically, of course, uh, when we're talking about ballot harvesting, we're talking about a process that allows third-party political operatives to collect voters' ballots and then deliver those ballots to polling places. Uh, up until 2016, only a voter, a relative of the voter, or a citizen that lived in the same household as that voter was allowed to hand in the ballot for them. Now, I don't know if you guys saw that um, saw that Veritas video that came out of uh, Minnesota uh, where you had people who represented Ilhan Omar going into I don't know, it was like the 13th Ward or something like that and do ba- doing ballot harvesting. Heck, we even saw that here in my hometown of San Antonio, Texas, where you had this one uh, this one uh, operative going in and ballot harvesting and 
and bribing and gifting, um, um, you know, uh, elderly people to get them to vote a certain way. You know, of course, the tactics that they use in some of these scenarios are much worse than that. Sometimes they promise them money. Sometimes they promise them protection, if you know what I mean, when it comes to forcing them to hand in their ballots. Okay, so apparently that's something that they can do in California. Um, but because of this fact, we see that it, this could actually work against Gavin Grusom Newscom. Okay, hold on real quick. Let me close this. <laughs> Are you guys seeing me in pixels? <laughs> hold on. Uh, let me see here. California doesn't take too kindly to me talking about California, it appears. <laughs> okay, so anyways, let me get back to this. Um, okay, so as I was saying, uh, the um, the uh, the ballot harvesting um, anti-laws, I guess you could say, could actually work against Gavin Grusom Newscom. Okay, because efforts to ban the practice of ballot harvesting in the state of California have failed time and time again. But now that the state's governorship hangs ever so delicately in the balance, GOP operatives are opting to use their political opponents' questionable election practice against them. So recent polling from the Public Policy Institute of California suggests that if his recall votes were today, Democrat Cal uh, California Governor Gavin Grusom Newscom would retain his position. But Republican ballot harvesting efforts led by a group called Rescue California may change these prospects, okay? Now, it was uh, it was then that Governor Jerry Brown signed a ballot harvesting measure into law allowing anyone to collect, and I guess this is in 2016, allowing anyone to collect and turn in absentee ballots. Um, that's according to Press Enterprise. Now, a document from Rescue California lays out the organization's full ballot harvesting plan. So they're using their own tactics against them. It says, taking advantage of the massive voter citizen brigade created by the recall, we will contact all 5.3 million Republican voters in the state through door-to-door -door canvassing, texting, emailing, mail, and phone calls to harvest ballots creating a GOP wave capable of overcoming the Democrats' resignation, uh, registration advantage in the state. Independent voters who are identified as recall supporters will be included in the ballot harvesting GOTV program. So that's what they're going to do, guys. This is uh, this is one of their uh, this is one of their tactics. Now, should Rescue California's efforts prove successful, Republicans still have some work to do if they wish to take over the state's governorship. Um, because as of right now, if Newsom were to be recalled, the leading candidate would be Democrat contender Kevin Paffrath. Um, and uh, and then, of course, in coming in next would be Larry Elder uh, for that. And let me see here. I also had a, a copy of um, Rescue. This is a uh, oh, this is actually from Rescue California. This is their recall. See here. Yeah. Let me expand that just a little bit. Recall Gavin Newsom Gruscom Path to Recall Phase Two. So they have they have everything laid out for people to see how it worked. And then this is talking about the Volunteer Citizens Brigade. Let me go and expand that for you guys. Come on, get off the screen. Get off the screen.
Thank you. Expand that. Uh, the recall campaign against Gavin Gruesome Newsom um, was driven by a massive volunteer orga organization, which create, uh, came together organically over 5,000 regular volunteers and up to 20,000 at any given weekend, working under the direction of 250 volunteer regional managers, manned thousands of tables and 800 boots in all 58 counties, operating during a pandemic and multiple government shutdown orders. These volunteers were able to secure signatures from over 1.3 million voters and historic first in the state of the nation. The ultimate success of the campaign to secure a yes vote for the recall will now depend on converting these volunteers into volunteer citizens brigades capable of executing an unprecedented campaign material distribution, ballot harvesting and GOTV campaign. So these guys are working hard to recall Newsom. They're not stopping not stopping by any means. And I guess you would go to uh, rescuecalifornia.org if you want more information uh, from these individuals. But yeah, they're going for it, guys. I have my full faith in the people of California right now. I see this happening, honestly. Here's their ballot harvesting initiative, taking advantage of the massive volunteer brigades. Of course, like we said, they will contact all 5.3 million Republican voters in the state through a door-to-door -door canvassing, texting, emailing, mail, and phone calls to harvest ballots, creating a GOP wave capable of overcoming the Democrats' registration advantage in the state. So that's pretty interesting, guys. Kudos to Rescue California. Kudos to Rescue California. California. I don't know why, guys. I'm in like a, a musical mood today. Okay. <laughs> Let's go on to our next story from California. This is from Huntington Beach. Now, like I said, if there were any signals out there that recalls are coming to California, it looks like California. I mean, and, and you know what? This is even a bigger symptom of, guys. All of these recalls and everything happening in California right now is a bigger symptom of the fact that the state is red. Okay. People in California are finally fed up and uh, it's bleeding over into the blue city centers is what it sounds like. The red is closing in on the blue city centers over there in California. And uh, so in, in Huntington Beach, what we're seeing now is six city council members are being served with recall notices as recall as California residents hit a breaking point. Again, this is from the Western Journal by way of the Epoch Times. Uh, declaring that the liberals, uh, declaring that the liberalism they have already had to endure is already way too much, a group of conservative residents of Huntington Beach, California, want to recall the extremists they say are ruining their town. I've heard this is uh, something that might even be going down in Orange as well, as far as the city council members go. That is, uh, let's see. During a council meeting on August third, the citizens group served Mayor Kim Carr. Mayor Pro Tem, uh, Mayor Pro Tem Barbara Del Glees, and Council Members Rhonda Bolton, Mike Posey, Dan Kalmick, and Natalie Moser with notices of intention to circulate recall petitions, according to the Los Angeles Times. Uh, the only Council Member not targeted was Eric Peterson, who is a conservative. Now, City Clerk Robin Estanislao. Estanislo? Estanislo uh, said that uh, Bolton, who was appointed by the council to fill a vacancy, 
cannot be recalled yet because she has to be in place for 90 days before she can be removed. So we see again a recall effort happening across and these are there's like at least two other recalls, one in Los, uh, Los Angeles that I'm aware of. And I know there was one a few years ago. I think just via told us about that, but that's right. Orange County, from what I understand, is very conservative, but they sound extremely shady. And don't they have like a uh, um, don't they have like a Democrat representative right now? She's kind of big. I'm not picking on her size. I'm just describing her physique. Um, anyhow, so yes, yeah, so uh, the Citizens Group, which calls itself Save Surf City, said on its website, "It is our hope that this effort will purge elected officials who seek to transform our suburban community to an urban sea of high density apartments." and empower the voters to replace these individuals with elected officials who love our great city and will work to protect the interests and quality of life for our residents. Last week's action started the formal recall process by serving the targets with notices of recall intent. Those targeted must file a response and then a petition to recall. The liberals must be officially published. Once the petition gets official approval, its backers have 160 days to gather the number of signatures required to hold an election. So again, guys, we are seeing the recall effort happening across the state of California. And I think that that is a huge symptom of things to come over out West in, is it the golden state? <laughs> Don't hang me up high guys. I love you guys over there. All right. Uh, next story for tonight, guys. Let's talk about this loser. Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of Snakes from over in Georgia. Okay. not This is not a long story. It's a short story. Basically, Raffensperger is, again, trying to uh, placate the conservatives. He's trying to talk himself up as a conservative. He's trying to be like, I'm a Republican. I, I, uh, save me. Because he, he's going to try and get reelected. This moron is going to try and get reelected. This Democrat, let's just face it. This guy is a pure-blooded Democrat. Elder soy boy beard, right? Like, that's all he is. Um, but but this is what he's doing now because now he's like we need to take in we need to take in elections into receivership by the state we need to fire anyone that served on the election board I don't got nothing to do with it I just turn in the paperwork apparently that's what he thinks his job is to just turn in the paperwork right not to protect the uh, election integrity in his in his state and in the counties not to not to oversee what's going on just to turn in the numbers that's all he does he's just a, he's just a turnkey he's just a doorknob right that's all this he's just a hinge he he doesn't do any his his, his duties are totally nothing that having to do with overseeing elections in his state all he does is turn in the data that are provided to him by election managers and counties right that's all that you do Brad and what are we supposed to do feel sorry for you are we supposed to feel sorry for you because uh because you allowed all these counties to act so heinously and so lawlessly during the 2020 presidential election and no doubt probably during the runoffs also. So anyways, to try and save his butt, to try and cover himself, to try and protect himself and look good in the eyes. And let me tell you, this guy, he, he has no game compared to Governor Abbott. Like Governor Abbott's got some game for saving his butt. This guy has no strategy whatsoever. I guess uh, I guess that uh, I guess that Republican and Democrats clothing uh, uh, publicist group that brought him in 
did not prepare him for what was to come because now he's singing all of these pretty tunes, but he's so off key, no one's listening to him. Um, and so uh, Secretary of Snakes, Brad Raffensperger said, uh, said just today uh, that the Georgia state legislature needs to amend the state constitution and declare that only United States citizens can vote in the state because he sees that in some other states, there is a trend of them allowing non-citizens to vote in federal races. Oh, Bradley, everyone knows that it's already that way in Georgia. What are you talking about? Okay, so municipalities in Vermont, California, Maryland, and Massachusetts have already passed laws that allow non-citizens to vote. Lawmakers in Illinois, the District of Columbia, and New York City are also considering these similar rules. So, I don't know. I guess maybe he sees a trend in his state legislature, and he's like, okay, guys, don't forget I'm a conservative. I'm not going to let you do this. I'm Brad Raffensperger, right? But come on, guy. The damage is done, my friend. No one wants to hear from you. No one wants to see from you. We just want to see you locked up, okay? We just want to see you take the walk. Because um, all of this, all of this, uh, I don't know, catcalling for conservatism is just not going to work, Brad. It's just not going to work. I mean, he thinks he can just say these things and people are going to believe he's a conservative. I mean, now he's playing to the illegal vote, right? He's playing on, he's playing on the heartstrings of, of, uh, of patriots and um, America lovers by, by, by trying to go against the illegals. And uh, I'm pretty sure that Stacey Abrams is going to sit on him and say, you got to love your illegals. <laughs> She's going to say, you got to love those immigrants, Bradley. What do you think you're doing? Don't forget, I got you where you are, Bradley. Because after all, Happy Faces runs the same organization that got you in. Oh, man. Sounds like Stacey Abrams is a kingpin mama over in the state of Georgia. Actually, the last couple of sentences I said, I don't even know to be true. It wouldn't surprise me though. Uh, but yes, he, he was in with uh, this publicist group that got him in that uh, we covered it here on the Sea Report about, I don't know, a month ago or so. Anyways, so yeah, very interested, very interesting. Raffensperger said Georgia experienced isolated incidents of non-citizen voters registering in previous elections, which his office referred to the attorney general for prosecution. Adding clear language to the Constitution would close legal loopholes and help the state avoid future lawsuits. Bradley, you could have cleaned your voter rolls back in 2019 and still you waited until 2021 to do it. Don't you dare talk to us about this crap, boy. We see right through you. Look at how, do you see how worried he is? Look how worried he is. Look how worried this man is. Let me show you. He's that worried. <laughs> Do you see the fear in his eyes? <laughs> I see the fear in his eyes. This man is scared, okay? <laughs> Bradley is scared. <laughs> all right. He knows his time is coming. All right. He knows his time is coming. All right. Let me see what we got left here for you guys before we close up today's show. I got a couple of more stories for you. 
and then we are going to hit it. Let me see what I got next. We'll talk about, bam! Yeah, I wasn't just putting this face up on the screen for goofs and gaffs, guys. <laughs> you know who this is, don't you? You know who this is. This is Secretary of the Treasurer, Janet Yellen. Look at that face. <laughs> Dang it, I love it. Okay, guys, I really like her blazer. But that aside, okay, that aside, I love it when Swamp Creatures give us such wonderful pictures to post on the Sea Report because that is just the cream to my cheese, guys, <laughs> whenever we get a good picture like this. I just enjoy it far too much. <laughs> okay. Anyways, this is Janet Yellen. Uh, Janet Yellen, uh, she's a former head of the sec of the uh, the. Federal Reserve Central Bank of the United States of America. Uh, let me see here. Let me make sure I'm giving it to you straight. An American economist, a public servant, an educator. She served as the 78th United States Secretary of the Treasurer. And she was the head of the Federal Reserve. I kept saying it, guys. I kept saying she was the head of the Federal Reserve. She was actually the head of the Federal Reserve during President Trump's administration between 2014 and 2018. So let it be known and not forgotten. You have a former head of the Federal Reserve now serving as the Secretary of the Treasury. And that happened very specifically because Donald Trump nationalized the Fed and brought its power back into the Treasury, meaning the Treasury Secretary had control of the Fed. A day I thought I would never see. And uh, even though it happened quietly one March 27, 2020, I celebrated by myself because I did not have a broadcast on which to do so. Okay. Anyways, why is this fool's face on this screen? Why is this debt slaver? She's a debt slaver, guys. You want to talk about a modern slave master? We're talking about the former head of the secretary of the, the Federal Reserve, guys. This is a debt slaver. You see this woman? That's the face of a debt slaver, someone who owns slaves. And every single person in the United States of America was a debt slave until President Trump nationalized the Fed. Now, where that stands right now, I couldn't tell you. It's all a murk. It's all murky. Because I thought that President Trump was going to run a campaign against the Federal Reserve and against the uh, central bankers and against the money changers in his second campaign, in his second term. But I'm pretty sure COVID kind of, you know, hijacked that entire fight. Like, oh, in my heart, I know he was going to attack the banking system. I know he was going to attack the banking system. But that was, again, that was sideswiped by COVID and everything else that happened, guys. So things don't always go as we project or things don't always go as we expect or hope or dream or plan. But we have to learn to roll with the punches. We have to learn to be adaptable. We have to stay positive, have faith and move on, move forward. Right. OK, so. Uh, all right. So right now we have this whole thing going on with the debt ceiling and the infrastructure package. Now, don't forget, during President Trump, one of President Trump's statements the last two days, he said himself that the uh, GOP could have used the debt ceiling as leverage against the Democrats infrastructure package non-infrastructure package, right? Because after all, 
They want to put, they want to do like a two or $3 trillion infrastructure package, but we're already at our debt ceiling. So how on earth can we uh, ask for more money to pay for this green new deal? If we cannot even spend any more money, we're already going to default. Now, Janet Yellen has been calling and calling and calling to Congress. She's like, this is the fed calling. She's like, we need you to extend the debt ceiling or you're going to default and we're going to have to take emergency actions against you, the United States of America, because you're defaulting to us, the Federal Reserve, right? You're defaulting to us and we're not going. And, you know, the, the, the Fed has done extreme things in the past. These are the guys that uh, that orchestrate the booms and the busts of our economy. These are the guys that control inflation and deflation. These are the guys that caused the Great Depression. These are them. This one right here, this slave driver, her whole unit, the Federal Reserve Central Bank of America, the, the main head on the Hydra that is controlling this country, the Federal Reserve Central Bank, had we chopped off that head, you know, we would probably not be in as thick of a mess as we are right now. And I say that because this is their source of funding by creating more debt, by uh, making the American people in debt to them. They control us. This is the main head of the Hydra. I cannot stress enough, even at this point in time, the Federal Reserve Central Bank, the bankers, the globalists who control them, they are the number one enemy. Okay, we have Hollywood, we have big tech, we have big business, we have fake politicians, we have corrupt judiciaries. But all of those people can work because they're being funded by them. Okay. And they are being funded by the literal energy and spirit of the American people who are indebted to them. We are collateral to these people. Okay. So anyways, since I'm going off on a tangent, this is a letter from Janet Yellen. She's like, I'm yelling at you to pay off your debt. Right. Well, we can't pay off our debt, Janet Yellen, because we have to borrow money from you that creates more debt in order to pay off our debt, which means it's compounded debt, which means you can't do that and ever get out of debt without getting into more debt, Janet Yellen, okay? Unless you give us negative interest rates, and some countries have done that, it just ain't going to happen, okay? So anyways, uh, she wrote to Congress to expand uh, the debt ceiling again. Statement from Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen on the debt limit. Today, United States Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen released the following statement regarding the debt limit. As I said, it sounds like if you saw that picture of her, it sounds like she has a lisp, right? As I said in my letter to Congress, I can't do a proper lisp, sorry. On July 23rd, increasing our spending the debt limit does not increase government spending, nor does it authorize spending for future budget proposals. It simply allows Treasury to pay for previously enacted expenditures. Failure to meet those obligations would cause irreparable harm to the United States economy and the livelihoods of all Americans. See, there, and, and the Federal Reserve is supposed to what? Uh, create more jobs, eliminate inflation and deflation. Uh, that's what the Fed was chartered to do. But instead, they're telling them, if you don't spend more money, if you don't borrow more money from us, then you are going to affect the livelihoods of Americans. And this is their scheme. It's their Ponzi scheme. 
they're the ones who came up with this. We have, uh, we make money out of thin air, lend it to you at interest and then charge you for it and then make you borrow more money from us so that you can make more interest on the interest that you already have on us. It's a vicious cycle, ladies and gentlemen. This is something that when I understood, I, I was like, I was so upset when I, I really realized what this scheme was. Okay. And so like she said here, if you don't borrow more money from us to pay off previously enacted expenditures, it will be at the detriment of the United States economy and the livelihoods of all Americans. You want to talk about inflation coming? It's going to come because of this scheme here and all of the money that they're printing out, the trillions and trillions of dollars that they are now spending, especially when you consider this uh, infrastructure, non-infrastructure package. This is a ticking time bomb, ladies and gentlemen. It says, in recent years, Congress has addressed the debt limit through regular order with broad bipartisan support. Uh, in fact, during the last administration, Democrats and Republicans came together to do their duty three times. <laughs> Congress should do so again now by increasing the spending the debt limit on a bipartisan basis. <laughs> the vast majority of the debt sub... <laughs> to the debt limit was accrued prior to the administration taking office. This is a responsibility. Sorry, guys. And I urge Congress to come together on a bipartisan basis as it has in the past to protect the full faith and credit of the United States of America. So again, Janet Yellen is calling on Congress and whatever to uh to expand the debt ceiling okay and again this is perfect leverage for or it would have been perfect leverage for the gop senate and even those in the house but they're outnumbered so what are the what are they going to do right to uh to basically uh stop this infrastructure package they could have stopped it but no you know and the whole fact that president trump had uh, extended this whole, uh, he'd put a moratorium on raising the debt ceiling or, you know, borrowing any money from the Fed until July 31 of this year means that he was probably seeing himself in office and seeing himself as being able to, to really take down the Fed. Like who knows if there had not been COVID, maybe by now we would have had a new like commodity based currency. Maybe by now we would have had a gold and silver based dollar by now, by now. And the sky would have been the limit. But we had to take this route, guys, because the elections would not have been secured for 2020 and beyond if what is happening now did not happen. So don't give up, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with me, guys. Stay with me. Don't give up yet. Don't take the black pill. Don't get discouraged. We're almost there, okay? We're almost there. Okay, so anyway, so, but but guess what, guys? Now there's a scandal going on with Miss Janet Yellen, okay? So, <laughs> Janet Yellen, uh, it has recently come out. Uh, it recently came out that Janet Yellen, former head of the Federal Reserve, head chair, that she was like a Ben Bernanke. She was a chairman of the Federal Reserve, like the head uh, for the, the Federal Reserve big time in the country of America. Central bank, it's a central bank by any other name, right? Now, it was reported in January 
that Miss Janet Yellen, old dear head of the Federal Reserve chairwoman, had made more than a million dollars in speaking fees. Oh, what is this money laundering scheme that we've seen happen so many times? Well, Ms. Janet Yellen received a million dollars in speaking free fees from the banking outlet called Citadel Now. Um, and uh, in fact, a million dollars was not the only amount that she received. She also received $7 million in speaking fees in the year 2020 from Citibank, guys. Citibank paid her $7 million to get on her Zoom chat and talk. What is up with that, right? What is up with that? Now, um, we find here that the United States Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, has been accused of corruption due to receiving $7.2 million in speaking fees from Citibank and Citadel hedge funds. Since much of America was locked down in 2020, those speeches are almost all Zoom calls done from her home. How nice it must be to sit at your home and get on your computer and make $7 million. <laughs> I'd love it, you know, but I mean, I don't know what I would do with all that money anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, Yellen's official limited disclosure reveals she received millions more from other banks like Barclays, BNP, UBS, and more. That indicates that her incentives are completely misaligned. Can you say bribes? Can you say bias? Can you say, I'm going to do what the bankers tell me to do because you paid me millions of dollars and yet here I am? It's very unethical, guys. She's the head of the treasury for a country. And she's taking millions and millions of dollars from banks. Hmm, Miss Yellen, what's going on here, girl? That's what I want to know. Now, do you guys really think that she's going to be loyal to her position when, as a secretary treasurer, she only makes $221,000 a year? She makes $221,000 a year as secretary treasurer. And these banks are paying her millions of dollars to sit on a Zoom call for a couple of hours and talk, right? It's a good information to have, guys. It's good information to have. It gives us really good perspective. But this, this is crooked. And I mean, this was reported, but I don't even know if people are doing investigations into this. And they should be. They should be. Because why should someone sit on her tukus and make $7 million for, I don't know, a handful of Zoom calls, right? Anyways, while this sum might look small amount for an open bribe, Yellen's wealth, yeah, she's, her wealth, she's, her wealth is estimated at $20 million. Janet Yellen is worth $20 million. It's insane. Anyways. Clearly, it just goes to show you how the Biden and his administration are for sale. And the United States of America is for sale. And I don't know. I, I haven't heard of any other uh, former head of, the, uh, head of the Federal Reserve, any other former chair head. I have not heard of them having a story break where they are receiving this kind of cash, cash money, honey. I have not heard a story of any other head of the uh, the Federal Reserve making money to this effect or this kind of activity happening. Haven't heard about it. 
But uh, we're hearing it now with Janet Yellen. I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, I think it's one that people should kind of key in. I mean, you know, once we get past these election audits, once we get our country back on the right track, and, and by that I mean by getting the Biden administration out and getting some resemblance of an America First administration into the office, whether that be Trump or otherwise, you know, um, we really need to crack down on the Federal Reserve. We really need to crack down on everything that these banks are doing. And we really need to free the chains from around our feet and our arms that have held us down and kept us from experiencing a life of true liberty and freedom. Because as long as we are beholden to a central bank that functions the way that they have for over a hundred years in this country and for centuries around the world, we will never be truly free. And we will never truly reach our full potential as a species on this planet. And that is just the long and short of it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's C report. I know I did. Had a great time hanging out with you guys tonight. Got in some couple of stories, got in some good chat. I think it was a pretty good sandwich day C report, if I do say so myself. Uh, now, don't forget, guys, you're also always more than welcome to check out the thecreport.com. Uh, we'll have some new articles coming up on the thecreport.com. That is to be sure. Um, as well as also, I'd like to thank everyone for donating gold pills to the show today. Let me go ahead and release this lotto while I'm talking. Uh, now, I didn't get a, a grab at all of you guys. I know we had Country Gal on the Sea donating. Uh, what did you donate, sweetie? Donating a can. Thank you very much. Yes, Texas gal. Don't forget. Yes, thank you. I will email Belushi. I'll do that as soon as I get off. Uh, and then let me see here. WC Cranop. Thank you also for the gold pill donations. Uh, he dropped in a phone. Thank you, my friend. Uh, let me see. What, what else do we Who else do we have in here today? Before. I, oh, my. Uh, there we go. My, my chat's not uh, completely there in its entirety, but thank you all again for the donations. Uh, we appreciate your donations coming in. You can also donate via Cash App should you desire to. That's uh, dollar sign M-A-C-X-5-X-5, 5x5, M-A-C-X-5-X-5. Uh, if you'd like to send over a cash app donation and then once more, don't forget about our rumble. Uh, sorry. Our, actually, yeah, let me put that up there. We do have rumble rumble.com slash C slash the C report. We'll have more stuff dropping over there soon. I promise you, I promise you all, we will have more stuff dropping over there soon. And then last but not least, we have our anchor.fm slash the C report where you can subscribe and or follow to the C report to hear the C report on podcast form. Uh, just in case your hands are busy or you don't get to catch a live, uh, a live show for the C report. You can always go back and listen to the C report on podcast. Follow us on any of your favorite podcast stations, except for iHeartMusic or iHeartRadio. We're not on there, but we're about on just every other major podcasting platform. And don't forget, guys, every time you listen to the C-Report on podcast, um, that helps uh, that helps the show make a little bit of revenue. And uh, that goes a long way to support the work that we're doing here. Okie dokie, guys. We've released the gold pills. I hope you guys have a great Saturday, a great Wednesday night. <laughs> We will be back tomorrow, same place, same time here at the Foxhole and also on Twitch and Trovo, 7.30 p.m. Texas time. Till then, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America.